French fried potatoes. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, one potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, CJ. Thanks, CJ. Uh, welcome to episode 334. I just uploaded 333, which was April 16th. I haven't even fucking turned my calendar yet. Oh, gosh. Mm. Let me see what May is, and then I'll see if it's... Oh, it's Donna. Okay. I'm going to get up and do that right now, so this is perfect podcasting. Yeah. Um, we haven't recorded in about... Well, not in about. We haven't recorded in three weeks. Uh, also, apologies to the, as I'm creaking the shit out of my chair, moving around, uh, like an idiot, I started a load of laundry right before we started recording. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I, I was just kind of on autopilot. And this would be a quiet load of laundry today, I'm certain well, of it. Uh, I think right now it's soaking, that's why you don't hear anything. So anyway, if you hear laundry, uh, uh, washing machine noises in the background, that's why. Um, and right as I dumped the soap in, I was like, shh. What am I doing? It's like five minutes of 11. Uh, but anyway, um, riveting talk. Uh, we have started our 70s, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're not very good at like the, although this did coincide with the start of a month. Um, they just kind of turned into seasons. I called it spring into the 70s. I my, saw that. So that, that's kind of what tag. I was like, yeah, that's actually kind of more like, because this will definitely bleed into June and... Beyond. Without a doubt, yeah. And uh, like we talked about, because I did I'm listen... I'm looking at my to-watch list, and I'm like, I ain't yeah. watching all these this month. Oh, no way. <laughs> no way. Um, and that's what has kind of happened anyway. I mean, it's definitely what happened with the Korean ones. And, yeah. And we talked loud, because I listened back to a little bit of 333 after I uploaded it. Um, for, like, me, personally, of the stuff that I had kind of lined up for this year... I was doing journalism, I was doing noir stuff, so you're going to hit a lot of 70s mm. doing that anyway. Um, also, we had an interesting conversation about, or the beginnings of, uh, and it's something that I've been thinking a lot about this year, and and, and even uh, last year when I was watching like all the movies from past decades. We were having an interesting conversation specifically around the movie Harper, where it was in a weird spot in 1966, yeah. where no, we quite, no one was quite sure how to make stuff, and it kind of just looked like TV. Mm-hmm. And then when Rated R started to be, well, when Rated R became a thing, and they could swear and mm-hmm. show boobies and butts Get rid of and that code shit, and uh, yeah, and <laughs> could show police in a bad light, <laughs> uh, things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, what were the other like really dumb? I know, ones? I'm trying to that imagine the, like '70s like, films not being able to show cops yeah. in a bad or, way, or like that the villain oh. the villain can't win. Yeah. Uh, what else was it? There was a bunch of really so, dumb. So the Godfather just could not have been made for a wide variety right. of reasons. Um, and the, the you know that allowed stuff like the Godfather to also I mean like the Godfather does not glorify the life in fact no. it, it only shows kind of yeah. the negative side Michael of it. does not end up well right he's not he's two. not better off at the end no <laughs> uh, that's why I thought three was unnecessary yeah really it always was for me like it's it's fine but I the last shot of the Godfather of Michael just fucking looking miserable staring off into space was perfect yeah. for yeah. me 
I did not need to know that in the 90s he was going to try to go legit <laughs> with Vatican. Yeah, Vatican. yeah. then the whole thing with the Vatican and all that. It just got too... I feel like that, feel like that might have been his buddy Lucas's idea. Yeah. You know what helped this movie? Banking yeah. regulations. <laughs> I've got ideas yeah. about I'm thinking uh, about some Star trade Wars movies regulations. You can't use my trade idea, right. but you could do banking. You could do that. Let's take this thing global. Yeah. Um, Who wants to do real estate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it was just always a silly idea. So that kind of leads us right in. We we just watched the trailer, but that actually could lead us right into uh, you watched the. Made for Bravo? Was it Bravo? Oh, it was, that I think it, was even, it might have been even prior to that. Um, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about, of course, the Mario Puzo's The Godfather, the complete novel for television. So, long story short, I, I had always assumed when we had talked about it in the past that it was just um, one and two, but in chronological order. So you'd see the De Niro yeah. stuff first, and all the flashbacks would be Which in, is why, in the spots that they again, would be in. I saw this, like, once in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I hadn't seen The Godfather and The Godfather 2 as many times as I have now. So you wouldn't have noticed. I don't think I would have easily as noticed, like... Holy shit! There's a brand new scene here that wasn't included. Yeah, you were telling me this week that you there's know, that. Uh, like, I always assumed that it was just those two cut into yeah. uh, order. But you're saying there's an extra like an hour. But yeah, like in in Godfather Two, they f- they find Fabrizio, the one who killed Apollonia. They find him. Oh. And blow up his car. Okay. Um. You know. So there's there's a lot more tying up of some smaller loose ends. A lot more extra scenes. Uh, some lengthened scenes. Um, yeah, it's it's again, it's incredibly good. But yeah, it's seven hours long. Uh, so I watched it over the course of four nights. Like, so I'm what's the runtime of the two? Right around six. Around six. I okay. So it's a solid hour. Yeah, it's a solid and it, this hour. This is. Extra um, stuff. Uh, how much of that, I mean, I don't, you don't need an exact fucking number, but like how much of that is uh, new scenes? How much of it is uh, scenes that just kind of go on longer? Because that's the, what makes the, the, the Lord of the Rings ones tough. I think tough. of it is new scenes. Yeah. Because like there's some stuff where it takes place in with the De Niro Godfather where he meets Carmine Coppola, which is Francis Ford Coppola's dad. Oh. Who scored... The okay. Godfather. He like works in like a music store or something. I'm like, oh, that's just an interesting little nod. And he calls him, you know, Carmine Coppola. And I'm like, whoa, meta. It's a little self-important there. A little. Well, if if we know anything about Francis Ford Coppola, <laughs> it's that he can be fucking self-important. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, I mean, it's cool, but like also. Yeah. That's like fan service before fan service became a That's thing. That's like fan service for yourself. Yeah. That's like self-fan service. Yeah, I'm a big fan of me, so I'm yep. going to put a reference to my dad in here. I'm going to jerk myself off. And there's, of course, off. a little kid running around. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God, dude. At least he didn't go, hey, hey Francis, come here. <laughs> Let him tell you what it's like to be a godfather. Oh, my God. Francis likes the pictures. <laughs> let, me, let me put myself in yeah. my own movie that's considered he, he the greatest like movie sh- of he all time. Like full Shyamalan, you know. <laughs> Although I suppose, uh, well, no, but that would be... he was smart enough to cut it originally. Yes, I, I was going to say uh, that's the sort of thing you film but don't put in because yeah. that was a fun little thing for you. Uh, 
but I guess putting it in something like this yeah. makes sense. Because I was thinking like, well, Spielberg made the Fablemans, but that's its own whole own thing. This would be like if uh, Spielberg was one of the kids on the beach in Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie, come on over here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I guess I don't have a problem with it, but it's still yeah. <laughs> pretty self-filating. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. Um... um it's but a, if anyone can, I guess. I mean, it's a and it's a fine movie to watch. I, I will not go back to this regularly. Like no. I wish there was a seat up because again, this is a bootleg that I was watching. Yeah. Um, I know there was a VHS cause tape of it long time ago. So is this like a a two forty p on a? No, it's actually great quality. Yeah. Good. Um, a, a shout out to the people I buy these from. Uh, sloppy second sales. <laughs> So is this on a DVD it's or Blu-ray. a Blu-ray? It's wow. Blu-ray, yeah. Okay. It's, it's good quality blue. I take back everything um, I just said. And I'll they, explain that in a minute. Uh, they're actually... Again, I probably shouldn't be promoting bootlegging as much. because But again, if something... This is not, it's available, not available. I don't give a shit. It's not. I got um, no problem with it. That's, they sell to me, like, that's not bootlegging. They sell like this. They sell the D-specialized special editions of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I've, bought, I've bought a lot of Harmony Corinth films from them stuff that's just not available easily look i'm not sure if the uh if the u.s code matches my definition of what bootlegging is but i don't consider that bootlegging no. um if it's not available in any other way hey fuck you yeah <laughs> i'm um, gonna get i'm i do wish they'd change their name because i was at school one day and andrea was home from work nice and i got a pack she's like what did you buy from a place called sloppy seconds <laughs> and i'm like <coughs> I swear to you, it's Blu-rays. Yeah. I swear. You can open it. It's yeah. Blu-rays. I mean, and really... What do you... Yeah. You know what it is. Yeah. Like, you... You know me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Andrea is that you living should, meme of... You should not be at all I wonder if he's thinking surprised. about girls, exactly. and it's always I'm thinking about something Blu-ray related. Exactly. Related. She knows. Uh, um, but I... Uh, they're a pretty good company. Uh, like that cost me. Like, it would actually be more surprising if it were something uh, that sounds like it comes from a place called Sloppy Seconds. <laughs> yeah, she would be more shocked if it was. Oh my god, this is actually porn. <laughs> yeah, like, oh Dan, you got an order from the Book Depot. It's a dildo. Yeah, <laughs> what's happening here? And um, <laughs> but I was just thinking, like, if it was, like, if it was uh, porn movies, be like, her first question should be, why aren't you streaming this stuff? What are you, an idiot? Oh, she knows I don't stream. <laughs> oh yeah, no, who pays for porn? Right. What are you who talking pays for about porn in this day and age? Um, but sloppy second, like, the, it was like nine ninety nine for a Blu ray. Yeah. Um, their prices are really, really good. Well, um, they don't have anyone else to pay, Dan. I know. Um, you're not gonna get a fancy Blu ray. You're gonna get a. Blu-ray case with a printed insert on, like, office copy paper. Yep. Um, it's literally a blank, like, Blu-ray R. Kind of like my uh, yeah. tool concerts that I order. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that I'm pointing to on my, uh, the one on my bulge board is exactly what Dan is yeah, describing. Yeah, it's very much like they printed out a label. And, like, it's not even, but this is too fancy. It is. It's literally just a label with, like, the Godfather ah. on it. <laughs> like someone, took, someone took their time with the tool. Yeah. Uh, the the guy that I was buying uh, yeah, the they're, tool. They're not taking from. the time to slap labels on shit. They're yeah. just writing on it, Godfather. Which <laughs> um, they recently just uh, got. They're, they're calling him the Grindhouse edition of Star Wars. So it's like original prints that they don't clean. Uh, pause right there. You and I missed a huge opportunity in our. Spring of seventies on May the fourth. I know neither one of us watched a New Hope. I meant to, but I shouldn't have said that. But by the time I got home from like we had a baseball game that night, so like by the time I got home from the game, I'm like I'm not gonna be able to make it through a New Hope. It crossed my mind. So I'm uh, actually gonna watch it on original release day, 
which is like May 24th or 26th. Oh, I can get on board with that. Then. Yeah. Remind me we're, then. We're originalists. Yeah, remind me then. Because I it crossed my mind that day uh, that we should have done that. And then... Yeah, I, I thought about it at work at some point. I can't remember someone. Someone at work mentioned. Oh, uh, I, I think my uh, one of the other folks in my room wrote something on uh, when May the Fourth was on. Uh, yeah, because I when I changed my photo to like on the bulletin board. Han Solo for May the Fourth. Uh, my friend Ben was like, "Hey, uh, Jedi released on May twenty fifth. Same as Star Wars. I celebrate Orthodox Star Wars Day. <laughs> That's so, I will too. Hey, now yeah. the uh, hear the spin cycle going on in the background yeah. behind us. What an asshole I am. Um, yeah. So th- okay, r- remind we'll me. We'll watch. We'll watch Star Wars on the real day. What did you say? The twenty fourth, twenty fifth, twenty fifth. So I was right in between also, with my guesses. Also a Thursday. Um, yeah, that'll be easy enough to do. Yeah, I can't imagine that being a problem. <laughs> I'm just now looking at, because I, I mentioned earlier that May was uh, Donna on my Parks and Rec calendar, and there's always a little quote, uh, and hers says, Do I look like I drink water? Me either, Donna. It's, me it, either. You're not a water person? It is very hard for me to drink just plain water. Very hard. So what do you do? I just drink my seltzer waters. Oh, that's fine. That's that's an acceptable but like, substitute. Like watching like Misty and like carry around that like four gallon bucket of water she drinks a day. I'm like yeah. I'm like I can't do that. Robin has one of those too. Yeah, I know. I find it obnoxious. Yeah, I, I don't like it. your obnoxiously large. It's better now. To be fair to both of them, it is better uh, um, environmentally. Yep. Although I'm not sure that's why Misty's doing it. Uh, she doesn't strike me as the type that would give a shit about so. that sort of thing. Uh, but. Also, I, I don't want to be carrying around something that large all day. Well, it's the thing. Like, Mills is always carrying his around, and I'm just like, I'd get tired. I, I would lose that by Tuesday. I am. At the start I, of this week. is very wasteful, and uh, one of my office mates uh, is very environmental, so I'm sure it kills her that I, I, oh I have single-use plastics. I got scolded by DW. Oh, you did? Yeah. Because we got all those water donations, because we lost water. Were we Did you do something with the bottles? No. We just were handing them out to kids, and the kids oh. were throwing them away and not reusing them. Oh, oh, and I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, you know what I use mine for, DW? I turn them upside down, I drill holes in the cap, I cut the bottoms off, and I use them as plant seeds. She's like, I don't even have plastic in my house. <laughs> I believe. And I, I, was believe. Just, I was like, fuck, DW, I was just trying to solve a problem that's here. I'm like, damn. I'm doing my best over here. Yeah, uh, but I can imagine uh, Lori as well as... Yeah, but I, I actually, I will I will start with the Poland Springs in the morning, and then I refill it throughout the day. Although, the drinking fountain downstairs, the water refill station downstairs has not been working. No. Uh, Wait for a part. Yeah, probably not going to happen until uh, summer school or later. Yeah. Uh, at which point, I won't care, because we'll be upstairs for summer school again, I imagine. We were both of the, last year. Because yeah, because when, we were, floor, when they were cleaning the, the floor downstairs, sitch. we had to be upstairs. And, and the funny thing is, we cleaned out my room. I'm sure this is riveting to listen to. We're just, this is work talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cleaned out my room um, so that we wouldn't, and then you know we weren't going to be able to use it for summer school. And we go upstairs, and at the end of summer school, they still hadn't done my room. No. <laughs> but yeah. uh, they do do it. I, I say that. It might sound like I'm shitting on uh, maintenance staff. Those floors look fucking awesome when they're done. Oh, they do. Yeah. It's unreal. And it's not like there's a lot of them running around doing it. Right. <laughs> it is like mirror finish on those floors, so you don't even want to walk on them. No. Uh, but anyway, uh, summer school rules. Yeah. That, that's like my... I know. 
because the kids are. Are you like, still gonna do it? I don't think so this year. Be- oh, it's because it cut into a couple of our plans last summer, and Andrew yeah, was sure. like, "Really? Oh, it kills the month of July." Yeah, yeah. So she's got a week off during that month. So yeah. I think I'm not. I'll still be around. Yeah. I just won't be doing the actual in because honestly, the in class instruction is awesome. <laughs> it's awesome, Dan. Stop right there. It's weak at best as far as instructional time goes. Because um, yeah, you literally just. You're a proctor while kids are on the computer. It's awesome, Dan. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I, 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 I had three of the worst behaved kids in my class, and they did great because I like made them popcorn every day. Yep. We took a break to play like Battleship and Uno. Yep. And they did great. Like one of the kids, the young lady, is like, "I'm only coming to summer school if you're doing it." Yeah. And I'm like. Please don't put that on me. Yeah, don't put. I don't. I don't need that kind of pressure. Yeah, uh, uh, you need for to me, it regardless, <laughs> a lot of it, frankly, uh, my, the the bleeding heart in me is like, for three days a week for the entire month of July, all these kids are getting two meals. Yeah, which is, and I don't give a shit if they do anything else. Yeah. yeah. So. Which is why it go ahead me. and go ahead and sleep on the floor if you want. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's like someone like like. Wellman was like, are they doing real work in there? I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. They're here. They're here, yeah. Exactly. That's why every time they do, we have to do the announcement. Say, if you weren't here, if you were here after 8 a.m., snack is available. I'm like, feed every damn kid. This is paid for. If you want a snack, come up. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know it's got something to do with with the way the money comes in and the way you're not, you're literally not allowed to, but, or you can. Here's the thing. All she's doing is checking names. I know. I know. If that kid that showed up. Just check a different name. I know. Nobody, the government is not monitoring these, as I admit to fraud on our <laughs> podcast. Exactly. But, you know. I, I get it. Uh, it's I a, do. It's a hungry fucking kid, because, like, um, that kid's hungry all the fucking time. Yeah. And he's not a big kid. He's rail thin. Yeah. If he's hungry, I give him my snack half the time. Yeah. I'm like, here, I'm like he's, you have an apple? I'm like, here, have my apple. <laughs> yeah, I gave a kid half my lunch yesterday. Yeah. Not yesterday, uh, Friday. Pretty much every day I give half my... Yep. I had Doritos the other day, and I gave them away to the young lady we were talking about earlier, and her other young lady that yep. is also rarely ever there. And they're like, can we have more Doritos? I'm like, I gave you my Doritos. There are no more Doritos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There weren't there weren't really any available Doritos yeah. to begin with. It was just like, my banana was my lunch. Yeah. <laughs> you just ate. Uh, but anyway, uh, God bless More work kids. talk. Um, Which leads us right into Capricorn 1, of course. Not really. Uh, so, yeah, we started our... Actually, now that we've derailed for that far, we might as well go back to where we were. We, t- we watched the Dune trailer. Um, they pretty much it's just kind of... They, they show all the, the new people, like, yep. at least a little bit. Your Florence Pews, your Elvises. I keep... I never... Austin, Austin Butler. Yeah. I never remember that guy's name. And you see Paul ride a worm. And you see Paul ride a worm. Um, there you go. That's all you need. Yeah. Uh, we we talked before it started. I'm not. Uh, I can't imagine anyone who was fully on board part one is like, I'm just gonna leave it here. I'm not gonna watch two. I'm or uh, <clears throat> no one watched the first Doom two trailer and then was like, no. Yeah. And then is like, I need another trailer before yeah. <laughs> before I just you know I didn't watch Dune one, but two, Dune right. two has me sold to just watch Dune two. Right? Yeah. Why are you okay? Uh, it was the Dune two trailer two that got me on board. Uh, I, I just don't. I, I I've kind of stopped caring about second trailers. Um, yeah. Especially stuff that I'm I'm already know I already know because I we we were very into oh, yeah. trailer. We were oh. trailer 
trailer bros, maybe. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I just don't care. For some things, not anymore. Nope. It, especially because, like, before we get, especially get excited a lot about, like, the new Marvel trailer. Yeah. But now it's like, I know what I'm getting. Yeah. I don't need to see more. Right. I'm, I'm at the point now where I haven't seen a Marvel, the last Marvel film I saw in theaters was the Spider-Man one. The Far From Home. Or Me no too. Way Home. No Way Home. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. That was the last one I saw in theater. Ooh, that was a, I might write it down, uh, because we're not really equipped to do it. The No Way Home thing reminded me of a good uh, topic or something that we could go down through someday, which is going back through maybe a year ago. Ooh, that might be a fun way to do it. Like in May of 2023, we look at the movies we watched in May of 2022, and do you still feel the same way about your rating? Hmm. Because No Way Home is one that I remember saying when we watched it. I gave it five stars when it came out. And I said, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a four a year from now. Because of the nostalgia. Once that wears off, is this still a five? Probably not. Uh, And I don't think it is. And I think that's, that's, that's the example that I was thinking of. And then I was thinking, are there other ones that I feel that way about? Because I have... I retroactively bet, gone back and raised a half star. Too. I would bet almost every Marvel movie would drop a half star. Yeah, I would bet almost all of them would. Some of them, I, I mean, like Infinity, the Infinity War, and Infinity. I would still probably give those five. And those Winter just, Soldier. Winter Soldier still a fucking great film. But yeah, I bet I bet a lot of them would drop a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, I've gone back. Especially things that I end up talking about over and over again, uh, like movies that I would have watched months ago, and then I go back and look, I gave it a four. Like, <clears throat> if I'm still talking about it that much, it's a four and a half. Yeah. You know, and I, I've done that several times. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll go back and drop things, too. Usually when I watch something and I say, well, that, that's a three, and then I go back and I see another three that was like not as good, and like that's a two and a half now because <laughs> I can't move the other one. Oh yeah, out. that's the, if I if I charted all of these out on yeah. like a graph. Yeah, yeah, I bet a lot because I'd be like, eh, no, that film's not as good as that one. I can't have them both. Before. Oh yeah, that would definitely. And that's we kind of talked about that sort of thing too last week because uh, yeah, I had. I mean, I do have different like horror films for me that are fives are not like right. I re- I think I rated like the new Evil Dead like a four and a half. That is not on the same level as, like, say, uh, although I think I gave the conversation a five years ago. Yeah. Like, if I give that a four and a half, those are not the same quality films. Right. But as a horror film, right. it is a five or four and a half. We kind of we talked about this in the last episode, too, because I had watched Murder My Sweet and Speed back to back. Both fours. Both graded on their on very different terms and also not what I consider a four like a good movie four yeah um but they're both fours in their own right in their perspective genre and time period uh for when they came out um and wow exactly 50 years apart mm-hmm. um yeah so it, it, well actually if that's something i could pull up easily Maybe we'll pause in a little bit, and I'll <clears throat> I'll set it up and get our May 2022 uh, calendars side by side, and just see uh, if we still think that. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do that right now instead of just talking about it. <laughs> no pause. time like the present. Yep. All right, unpause. That took way longer than it needed to, and it still didn't do exactly what I wanted it to. Again, the the desktop version is so 
there are more features, but they're but they're also some of them are harder to get to than yeah. than the ones on the on the. Plus, we're on the phone one ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah. So I I <clears throat> I don't know when the last time I used it on a computer. I I only use it on desktop during this time, yeah. <laughs> just so we can both see it. Uh, so I I went back to your. Uh, we're looking at like April and May of 2022, the 50 or so movies around those two months. Uh, and just looking at your new watches, I guess um, I guess you could kind of still judge rewatches, but uh, you gave Bringing Out the Dead a four and a half, Everything Everywhere All at Once a five, Invaders from Mars a three and a half, and uh, Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans four stars. Do you stand by all of those? I would probably drop Invader from Mars to a three. Bad Lieutenant would stay the same. Everything, everywhere. Yeah, I would actually keep those ones. Uh, does anything stand out on this list instead of me rat rattling them all off that you uh, feel differently about? Um, There's a lot of threes in this neighborhood. Yeah. Frozen no, you might have threes. actually. Uh, you might have. This might be a pretty good month for actually being accurate. <laughs> Which makes for terrible podcast. Yeah. You know that point we were trying to prove? We did exactly. It. Exactly. Sorry. Uh, adaptation. Moonstruck was that was your first moonstrucking moonstrike. That was your first that, time striking the moon. It was the first time I we watched that as a kid. Yeah, I don't and I didn't remember yeah. a fucking I, thing. Yeah, I, I don't believe I. Other than Cher slapping Nicolas Cage and telling him to tell snap, him to out, snap of out of it. That's all I remember from Ooh, that movie. That's an excellent segue. Uh, so one of the things I've been uh, doing like 20 minutes at a time is uh, Treasure, Treasure of the Sierra Madre. We talked about that yep. a, a couple episodes ago uh, that I was going to watch that. Humphrey Bogart, um, 48-ish. Um, <clears throat> now, I will admit, I did not know that this is where the line come. I didn't know that, that it was this movie that the line comes from, but it has a very famous line in it mm. about the stinking badges. Yeah, we don't need no stinking badges. That is not even the line. No, it's They've not. They've been fucking lying to us, yep. Dan. I paused the movie, rewound it, and paused it, and rewound it, and I was like, yep. holy fuck, I've been lied to my whole yep. life. That's not even the line. The line is, because <laughs> I, I uh, looked up the, the quote, the exact quote from the movie. Uh, Humphrey Bogart's character says, if you're the police, where are your badges? And the bandito says, badges, we ain't got no badges, we don't need no badges, we don't have to show you any stinking badges. Yeah. So those three lines got pretty much combined into the what everyone thought it was. Was It's funny, because we probably got it from like a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon or some shit. Like, we don't need no stinking... Yes. Yeah. I'm sh yes. It's just... I was like... It was one of those weird moments where you're like, oh my god. Yeah, you hear a famous god. line for the first time and you're like, that's not how... It's not even really how says. it is? Right. Mandela effect! Exactly. <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. My whole life's been a lie. Um, back to your list. High Life for actually, I'd probably bump up Spring Breakers to a four and a half now. Yeah. The more I thought about it, the more I love that fucking movie. Look at all my shit. I think I gave. Uh, no, I didn't. I haven't seen Eighth Grade. I keep confused. Or have I seen Eighth Grade? Have I seen Eighth Grade? It's easy to confuse with Booksmart. And Edge of Seventeen. And Edge of Seventeen. Yeah. Uh, they all came around, like, right around the same thing. No, I have not seen it. Although I can't fucking tell on the desktop thing. Have I seen <laughs> Have I seen this movie? No, I don't think so. 
This is the Bo Burnham one, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Romancing the Stone is a clear four. Oh, the May 24. Yeah, that was a good month. Uh, just peeking at mine real quick. I would probably move Patton down to a three. I gave it a three and a half because it won an Oscar. Mm -hmm. I don't know fucking, but but <laughs> that was just it, me being nice. So I've been so I started reading uh, Tarantino's cinema speculation. Uh huh. Because it's all him talking about seventies movies. Oh. Yeah. Um, and it's funny the first two that he picks. I'll get to that in a minute. But like he talks about how like when he was a kid, his mother and stepfather took him to the movies because they wanted to go on date nights and didn't want to pay a sitter. Yeah. So as long as he sat there and shut up. Yeah. He could go. So he got to see a lot of, like... Like, he saw, like, Patton at, like, seven. Yeah. And he, like, would always remember... He'd sit in the backseat while they talked about the film on the way home. And he'd always remember that. It's always remembered as this great movie, but all anyone ever talks about is George C. Scott's performance. Yeah. He's like... And that happens a lot. You think a movie is so good because you remember a really, really good performance in it. And the movie isn't great. No, it's really not. Have you yeah. seen it, like, recently? No. I probably will, but it's not yeah. good. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. I again for all the fucking shit that's annoying about Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, the man knows movies and he can talk eloquently about why he likes certain things and why he doesn't, and like the like the minutia of the films. Yeah, and stuff like that. He is born and bred in cinema, um, and the book is actually. I only read about 60 pages last night because I was constantly going on my phone to see if a movie was available. Yeah, right. I was, that's was, what I was picturing. He was constantly talking about, oh, because yeah, I guess another time his mom, apparently after watching Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song, okay. she exclusively dated black men for like three years after watching that movie. She, she, she got divorced from the stepdad. and So Quentin got taken to a lot of like black exploitation cinemas. Which explains so fucking much. Yep. Um, and he talks about what it's like to just be like the only, not only the only like white person in a, you know, in a, a, a black exploitation film theater, but like the only kid. The only kid, and it's. And it's like you know that's where he first learned the phrase like "suck my dick" because someone <laughs> yelled it at the screen, you know, and shit like that. Um, so of course he's as he as he's talking about a film, he rambles off like fifteen other films that are. Similar. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just fucking, you know, in bed, reading by the light of my phone. <laughs> like, look, I've, I only just, I, if I look at my screenshots, I probably have like 10 screenshots from just movies I watched last night. I looked up last <coughs> But that's funny. Again, great book to be reading while we're doing this. Yeah. Because the first two films he talks about, like, he does a chapter on each of them Bullet yep. and Dirty Harry. Oh. And his, we just talked about Dirty Air. His explanation about Bullet, because he talks, he's like, it's one of the greatest directed films of all time. Mm -hmm. He's like, it is very well directed films. And he's like, the thing that Steve McQueen was so great at doing was nothing. <laughs> like, he's like, if you watch that film, he's like, it's a proto, you know, you know, it's a the prototypical silent hero type of thing. Because he's like. Because he's not doing a fucking thing on screen. He, he just... 
And it, apparently, he hated to read. <laughs> like, he never read scripts. If, if you go back and listen to uh, the episode where I had just watched, because I watched it last year, right? Yeah. I don't know when. Last year, or maybe even the year before. But uh, It was like my first Steve McQueen, and I said to you, I was like, him? Yeah. Like... Because he was just really good at just being on screen and looking fucking cool. <laughs> and he knew it. He knew it. Because like, apparently with a lot of his lines in films, he'd be like, give them to him. Yeah. And the guy would be like, yeah, but then I get all the good lines. And McQueen's answer was usually, but yeah, but they're going to be looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> so he was a dick. <coughs> well, he, a lot of his co-stars hated him, right? But he knew, oh, that's because he kept giving them, them his lines. Because <laughs> he didn't want to talk. He just wanted to be on the screen looking fucking cool. And he's like, that was the magic of McQueen. He knew just to look good and not do anything else. And I guess, like, his wife was always the one who read the scripts and picked the scripts for him to to pursue. Because, again, he hated to read. Apparently, they're saying, like, by the end of his career, he would charge a studio a million dollars to read a script. (laughs) Like, you even want me to read this, that's a million. So, good on fucking McQueen. Well, my favorite movie of his is Papillon by miles. Yeah. We haven't gotten to that part. I think that's coming up later. Yeah. That movie's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah I the, do have... Uh, I, I will watch The Getaway. My plan, I should say that. My plan is to watch The Getaway this month, so I will see another yeah. um, Steve McQueen. Yeah, because he was talking, too, about, like... Um, when he was talking about Dirty Harry, he was talking about... Andrew Robinson, I think, my, the guy who played the Scorpio. Yeah. And how it was just such an amazing performance that, like, he lost work because you never saw him as anything but that guy again. And yeah. He didn't, Tarantino's like, I don't even know what he did until Hellraiser. Because he was, like, the dad in Hellraiser. Um, but he was talking about how he was seeing that in mostly white theaters and how there was a scene in the theater where the Scorpio killer is watching two gay dudes through a scope. Yeah. And, you know, it's obviously, he's like, it's obviously they're on a date. They're not doing anything overtly gay. They're just obviously gay. And he says so many middle-aged white men that that film was geared towards were yelling out at the screen to kill that F word. Really? Yeah. Because it was right of 71. He's like, this was the film that pushed back against the counterculture era. Where, like, oh, you want hippies? Well, this is what fucking turns, this is what happens when you get nothing but hippies. You know, you need men like Dirty <coughs> Harry. Yep. Because that's another that's another famous line. It's like not, well, punk. Do you right, yeah. Punk? That's not the fucking line. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about how he was watching it from that lens. Because again, Don Siegel, the director of that film, was not a statement director. He he'd been he'd, he made a million films. He's like he was he knew how to make a good film. He knew what worked in that film and what didn't, and he played into that. But it's like, was he like a studio guy churning out? Yeah, a lot of that shit. Yeah. But yeah, he was always a good like he worked with Eastwood like four times, so it's it's neat to hear the perspective of someone who was not only alive during this time but seeing that in the theater as a very young person. Yeah, like what was it like watching Dirty Harry when you're like fucking eight? Because he's like the thing that scarred him the most out of anything in that movie is when they pulled like the naked dead girl out of the well. Yeah, he's like that's the shit that stuck with me. Yeah. So, well, I mean, and and. Uh... Like we talked in the the when we were when after I watched it, uh, rewatching it for the first time since the eighties, yeah, surely since the eighties, um, that because of when we were born, 
13 or whatever years after Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. uh, when we, like, we see Dirty Harry through the lens of those last two, and that, and that the that the original Dirty Harry is somewhat there's quite a gap yeah. Oh, uh, yeah between the first and the last Dirty Harry there was like years or something yeah. yeah there's something like a, a seven year gap between like th- what three and four probably yeah because um, I I think that you you when you read the dates off it was like seventy one seventy three and then like seventy six and then like eighty three and eighty six yeah. or something like that um, so yeah it's like sixteen years. Um, start to finish and we just think of it through that lens but then when you think of that it was actually 71 yeah and the other things that were out that time and that the aforementioned new rated r mm. uh coming around had only this is like the third year of rated oh, yeah. r movies yeah like and like the new hollywood only lasted <clears throat> about a decade before the studios got power back yeah because by the time like we were movie fans like in the yeah. early to mid '80s, the studios were solely in control again. Right. Like, it wasn't until the '90s that like independent cinema really came roaring back. So we got all the you know. Thanks, we got, Harvey Weinstein. Thanks, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I fucking hate that so much. I hate the fact that uh, we got. It's true though. Because we we got shit because and that like New Line Studio with fucking like Deluca like yeah. the biggest assholes were the champions of independent cinema. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> and then now it's like... Well, it's not like, you know, the 70s had Robert fucking Evans. Not yeah. like he was a fucking good guy. It was a great hair, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. yeah, but yeah, in order for stuff like this to get made, you need some asshole with money who will bully the system into making it made. You, need, yeah. you, 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 you know, it's the Jack Nicholson from A Few Good Men. You need them on the wall yeah. in order for this type of film to get made. And they will. Yeah. But yeah. It's just crazy to think about, though, like, the wide variety of films that were made in this, like, 10-year block between, like, 70 and 80. Yeah. Um, well, it, it all goes back to our... <laughs> Every year we kind of end up with a theme <laughs> without really meaning to. Uh how different movies are not just when you first think of it uh, about movies in different decades you just think technology wise because mm. obviously you know you go way back to just silent movies and then you go to ones that look and sound like shit to ones that look a little bit better and sound a little bit better and then color and all that uh, up to what they're able to make now which is you almost don't need actors anymore um, well if AI gets its way that creeps me out. Oh, I know. Are you bothered by that? Oh, 100%. I, I don't think we're as worried about it as we... I don't think we're worried enough well, about it. I had a student, uh, one of our one of our Title One boys. He's like, Mr. Fulman, can you come read my essay? I'm like, sure. Oh, did, was it a... I'm yeah. like, you did not write this. He's no like, yeah, I did. No chance. I'm like, dude, this is college level writing. Yeah. You forgot to set the G- the chat GPT to like lower <laughs> standards. I'm like, I'm like, he's like, I wrote it. I'm like, what does this word mean? Exactly. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, you used it in your second sentence. Yeah. Actually, I would just say, read it to me then. Yeah. Read it back to me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, and it wrote wrote it for him like that. He just had to enter yeah. the topic. And yeah, they're going to be able to start doing that with movies, and it's like. I'm I'm glad the Writers Guild is on strike right now. Yeah. Because I hope that they start 
being like, no, you can't fucking use chat GPT and yeah. shit like that. Cause, and, and part of me is like, of all the movies, you guys made the Terminator films. Yeah, right. <laughs> Though, Another easy super, super advanced AI ain't good, people. Because now with like, especially... Yeah. Four ninety nine this week. Nice. It's gonna, Terminator one and two. Sorry. It's gonna be like you know. Oh, you want to make a smear film about one of your political opponents? Yeah. We're gonna be able to do that. Yeah. And it's gonna look fucking legit. Right. Like not even like oh well, there's seconds missing and this was obviously doctored. And it's like no, it's gonna look fucking real. Yeah. That I'm, is frightening as hell. I'm really weirded out by that. Yeah. Yeah. The, especially because I mean it. It's what they talked about in the movies. It was just like one day, one day, one day. Bam! It's yeah. here. Yes, right. Because, like, we weren't talking about, like, chat GPT and all that shit last year. No, we were not. And all of a sudden, it's just like... But we, I was worried about, you know, the fucking robot dogs that they feed hamburger in Japan. <laughs> you know? Now we're giving them... Now they're, we're giving them the ability to fucking create on top of eat meat? Great idea! <laughs> what is gonna fucking just, go wrong? Just give them a taste for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it weirds me out. How did we get there? Oh, the different technology and the different decades and all yeah. that stuff, uh, but yeah, um, the ones in like the '40s ones that I've been, that I've been enjoying are uh, most of these people you can tell are they didn't know how to really make movies yet, so it just looked like they looked like they were stage acting yeah. and they spoke like stage actors, mm -hmm. where you have to enunciate because you're playing to the last person in the audience. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> And it's also why, I think we talked about this before, why now current movies are so hard to understand because the mics are so much better that they don't feel the need to enunciate, which actually makes it worse. Mm -hmm. And you get these mumbly, quiet performances that you yep. can't understand a fucking word they're saying. Yep. Uh, subtitles. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I, I like default to the subtitles. Oh, I do too every time now. Um, there are some movies that I turn it off because... It's just not, it's not, uh, I'm not watching it for the dialogue. Anything that's talky, though. One of the things that I hate that we've gotten away from, and it's really accentuated by 70s films, location shooting. Yeah. Like, watching, watching, like, Mean Streets. I am watching Mean Streets. Excellent. I'm like, about an hour into it. But you're like, I, if, when that, and a part of this was because of my, my trip to Austin, it's like, if after seeing that movie come out, I could have walked to probably to go see that bar. Yeah. To go see this. It's like that was one of the coolest things about going to Austin was seeing all the locations where Dazed and Confused was shot. Yeah. Even though it was spread way the fuck out. Well, Texas is a big place. Texas is a big place. <laughs> Austin's a big Austin's pretty big too. But it's like, okay, well, you know, oh, here's the house where the party was broken up, you know? That's awesome. That's that house. And it's like and Andrew was like, she was like, I wonder why they're so far apart. I'm like, because I bet people he knew lived at these houses yeah. when he made this film. These were all friends of or his parents. Or they're just looking for something very, very specific. Yeah. And movie magic makes it so that they're right down the street or whatever. Yeah. But it's like the really... only locations that were even close to one another were the Emporium yeah. and the garage where they dumped all the shit in O'Banion. Because that was literally across the street. Yeah. Because that happens in the movie. You literally follow them across the street. So that was like the only location that was right next door to one another. So, uh, another admission. I don't think I've ever seen Days and Confused start to finish. Oh. 
You should. <laughs> it's one of those ones I just just never seen it. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it. Yeah. But I, I have probably seen ninety percent of it. You didn't pay full attention to it on the bus during <laughs> during project graduation. Exactly. Which exactly. I, which I still can't believe they allowed us to watch that. Uh, precisely that. Yeah. Like, I, I just wasn't. I've just never. But I, I mean, I've had it on before, or it's been on, or I've caught it in certain spots. So, and plus, clips are everywhere. So. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen the whole thing, but I'm certain that there's probably a minute somewhere in there that I have never oh, seen. Oh, is this new? Yeah. Just an added scene? <clears throat> uh, so, that's a long-winded way of saying if I do watch it, it will count as a new watch. Yeah. And it does take place in the 70s, so you could kind of throw it in there. Because I'm going to be watching the Robert, Robert Evans documentary, The Kid Stays in the Picture. Yeah. And counting even though it was made like 2006. Yeah. Because it's about a producer from the 70s. But yeah, I love that 70s films had, especially from the directors that we really like, had locations. Yeah. With movies now, film, it's much harder for a lot of films to feel like they have a sense of place. Because so much of, like, the backgrounds are CG. Or, yeah. I mean, even with, like, Fincher films. Fincher films, like, I was, I was listening to a thing on the social network. That wasn't filmed on Harvard. At Harvard. Like, the films at Harvard. Yeah. They shot it somewhere else that had similar buildings, and then just digitally entered Harvard buildings into the shot. Fincher's just so good at the technology, you don't notice. That movie uh, is the one that's on, like, people's this-is-the-best-movie-ever-made lists that I don't quite get it. Oh. It's a very good movie. Yes. I don't understand the... It's in the conversation for, like... Mm. Even top ten of the past 20 years. Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, yeah, because a lot of these people are like, no, it's the best film of the... Because one of them compared... It, what they say? It was his... All the President's Men type. No, it wasn't, it wasn't all the President's Men. It was, like, his type of film like that. Yeah. Um. And I love the film. I do. But it's filled with unlikable people. Maybe that's what so my problem it's, is. So it's hard for me to watch it regularly because I'm like, even the even the the characters themselves are unlikable, and I'm not sure I like Jesse Eisenberg. You know, <laughs> not sure I like yeah, him as a person. I, I think I like him more than you do, and I don't really. Yeah, I'm not like, like totally. The sold only one on that him. comes off even close to likable in that film is Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he looks like by far. Yeah. Um, like. Army Hammer, sure, not a likable guy anymore. No, Jesus Christ. Uh, no, I Justin think you might have likable. Yeah. something there because that was also my issue with Vice. Yeah. Between Vice and, like, Big Short is one of my favorite movies yeah. of the past decade. Uh, oh, man, it's almost not even okay to say that anymore because it's that old. Yeah. I. It'll only What's be that, 2000, that was like 2014 or 15. Yeah, so yeah, like we're coming in another two years. Eight, yeah, I'm not going to be able to say that. <laughs> that was my favorite film of the last <gasps> decade. Uh, but anyway, um, so one of my favorite. Yeah. I can still say it. God damn it! It's only been eight years or nine or whatever. Um, that's one of my yeah. favorite movies of the last decade. And then Vice is Vice just is, as competently yeah, made. It's I guess just as good as a movie. But there isn't a I, fucking likable person I in it. Fucking hate Dick Cheney. We had to live through his assholery. Yeah. I don't want to watch another movie. Like, yeah, great movie. Glad I watched it. Yeah. I don't I see myself never ever watch it again. <laughs> unless I'm doing like a Christian Bale month. Right. I do not see myself pulling that film back out for a watch. Meanwhile, I watch The Big Short. Yeah. Every other year, probably. I mean, yeah. 
I just Vice was it one of the ones I ago. bought from Redbox for three ninety nine and have never bothered <laughs> like repurchasing it. Yeah. At, in like a nice case or four K or whatnot. I'm like, right. nope, I'm good with that blank. If I ever blank watch hard it plastic again. sleeve with that disc without yeah. eating anything scratched else. scratched up blank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that being my only copy right now. Um. So I brought up my my Voodoo page when you uh, mentioned Terminator. Why were we talking about Terminator? Technology. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. And uh, it just so happens that the Terminator movies are four ninety nine this week. So uh, I picked up both of those. There was a huge deal. It's still going on. The uh, as if they know. Se- I wonder if it'll be the whole month of May. Seventies. Uh, what was it? Four for eleven ninety nine. I hope they add more to it. That's my goal. They probably won't. They don't usually. I know, but I want to because I've purchased like sixteen out of that already. You have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's like it's pretty awesome. I want like because right now um, they have a movie called Joe. On there, yeah. That's nine ninety nine or free with ads. Yeah. And I'm like, you knocked that down to four ninety nine. You got yourself a sale, guys. Well, we talked again. About... The movie is Joe with Peter Boyle voodoo. They... Joe with Peter Boyle. They did a thing because <laughs> we think they're listening. Uh, they did a thing last year, and I talked about it, where all of the free with ads movies were four ninety nine. Yeah. That was a, a little promotion thing. That should just be the way it is. Yeah. No one else is buying these fucking movies, no. man. I no can't one. imagine a lot of people are on a Peter Boyle film debut right. kick. Right. Now, the the quality of what is on the free with Voodoo has gone up quite a bit oh, since yeah. the program oh, my started. God. It used to be absolute garbage. Well, and that's the stuff that I think that should just that shit should just be four ninety nine all the time. Yeah. Um, like someone out there loves it, willing to pay for it. Right. Let them do it. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Uh, but. The four movies for eleven ninety nine is as good a deal as they ever have on on Voodoo. Yeah. The only other time you can ever see stuff. That's for... why I keep buying more because I'm like, it's twelve dollars. Yeah. And the it's not even a full Blu-ray price. Your normal uh, Voodoo deals are there's usually a list of where you can bundle three four K movies for fourteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Then there's the the one that we talk about all the time, the, the four ninety nine list, uh, which is usually like there's usually like two hundred movies in it, two to four. Uh, a lot of them shit. Um, and then you have like the bundle deals where you'll get like all the Mission Impossibles for twenty four bucks or something like that. Yeah. Very rarely is there something like this where the average price of the movie is four bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that like I I spent like sixty bucks. Yeah. I bought a ton of your shit, maybe seventy five. I can't remember. So uh, I just kept going. No, I I that I can't find that on Blu ray or DVD. Right. For cheaper than four bucks, I might as well get this. I had uh, the week before I bought the Poseidon Adventure. Have you seen the Poseidon Adventure? It's like one of seen those, it? No. Okay. It's one of those like I know I've. I think I watched it as a kid. Yeah. But I don't remember a fucking thing about. It. That's the ship one, right? Yeah. So the fact that I even have to say that's the ship one. Yeah. Well, it's uh, um, seventy. Disaster was huge in the seventies, and they were always these mm-hmm. big ensemble casts, like the Tower Inferno, which I watched last year, that had. Uh, Paul Newman and William Holden Mm -hmm. and Steve McQueen. uh, And everybody's favorite co-star, Steve McQueen. (laughs) Exactly. And then Poseidon Adventure is just the same fucking thing on a boat. Although Poseidon Adventure was the one that actually kicked all that off because it was the first one. Because there was also like uh, Airport 75, which we talked about last... uh, We talked about last time briefly because somebody... We were surprised at who the director was of that. I don't remember why. 
But anyway. Um, but Poseidon Adventure is hilarious. Uh, it's, Borgnine's in that one, isn't he? He sure is. Yeah. And even in 1972, Ernest Borgnine was fucking ripped. Like, for real. <laughs> I mean, he still looked like Ernest Borgnine, yeah. obviously. But, like, Jacked. that movie is... It's silly, and... Wait, the, I always feel like if Borgnine Borg, Borg hadn't been an actor, he would have been, like, a longshoreman. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, like yep. he, he always had, like, those just forearms that looked like they could murder you. Yeah, and, and he was a he was a leading man in, like, the late <laughs> 50s and early 60s. He like he won an Oscar Until as a leading man. by sexy Elliot Gould. <laughs> We're going to talk about Elliot Gould in a little bit Fuck here. yeah, we are. Uh, so, Poseidon Adventure, as silly as it is and over the top, it's a very, it's got a very young Gene Hackman. Did you know that? Did you yes, remember that? I do remember that Gene Hackman. <laughs> it's like his third movie. Um, and it's very strange because they, they have this whole, it's this whole group trying to get out of the capsized ship. Uh, so, they're crawling up to the bottom of the ship, if that makes sense, and are going to try to get through the where the, the propellers are. So... Uh, you know one thing I do hate about when they do the sale, though? You can only yes. click three. Yeah. It's like, dude, let me click, like, 14 yeah. and, then and then decide tell me, which ones I want or don't want. Or then just tell me how much that'll be. Yeah. <laughs> just... Yeah, it's like, no, you've clicked your three. You're fucking done. <laughs> Take my money, asshole. Yeah. Um, are you getting three more right now? I don't know. Just talking Did about you it, buy... I'm like, is there anything I... Because I, I don't think I picked up Poseidon Adventure. Did you buy, uh, let me ask you, this will be like a... I did a, get Escape from Alcatraz. This will be a confirmation of your I do love that degeneracy. House of a Thousand Corpses is on there. I know, there's a couple that snuck in there somehow. It's like it took place in the 70s, yeah, but... Yeah, a couple things snuck in there, got through the algorithm uh, when they made that list. Um, did you buy China Syndrome? Only because Fuck. it was four dollars. I knew that's what I forgot. I forgot your China Syndrome. Oh, that's fine. I'll, Damn it, I'll, I'll bring it to bring school. Bring school. Uh... Did you buy it on there just because no. it was four dollars? Okay, no. so you're not like a complete degenerate. No, but I did buy things that I'm like I have, I have this on Criterion, <laughs> but Criterion does not give you a digital, right? So <laughs> clearly, I, I was thinking I might have to pick up a man called Horse because uh, Tarantino has talked about that quite a bit already, and I'm yeah. like, Ugh. um, are some of the ones on that list some uh, in that book? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh cool. yeah. Like. I think he's going to talk about every 1970s film by the time he's done, even if it's just mentioned it in a sentence. Yeah. Because, I mean, his, um, the, the uh, novelization he did of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm -hmm. name-dropped movies like a motherfucker. Yeah. Like a motherfucker. Oh, Kill the Irishman, that's another one that stuck it, snuck in. Okay, I did pick up Walking Tall. <laughs> Uh, Leslie Nielsen is the captain of the ship. He's only in like the first twenty minutes because it fucking capsizes and he dies. But like, it's very hard to take him seriously. <laughs> I know, which is too bad because he was a very serious actor. Yes, very serious. Yes, it was. Uh, Just turns out he's really fucking funny when yeah. he wants to be. Uh, Grandpa Joe from um, uh, Willy, Willy Wonka, Wonka is in it because we got about ten minutes into it, and I was like, "Is that Grandpa Joe?" And Robin, who was not watching at all, she was fucking around her phone, looked up and goes. I don't know. So I looked and I was like, God damn it, that is Grandpa Joe. Uh, Fantastic. A young Roddy McDowell. Red Buttons. Shelley Winters. It sounds like it sounds like Hollywood Squares is what yeah. it sounds like. It's a Hollywood Squares lineup. Shelley Winters, Ernest Borgnine, and Gene yeah, Where's that? Where's that uh, Paul dude? <laughs> What's his name? Uh, I don't know, but the one who was obviously gay 
Yeah. And they always asked him questions about being married to a woman. <laughs> and he would just look like, like I don't know. I'm like, I, I'm like 12. I know this dude's gay. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, how did I get there? Once again, I'm not. I'm just not good on websites. Uh, so did you? Okay, so the '70s ones that I bought out of that little deal were Parallax View, Get Carter, Black Sunday, which I'm really excited about. Serpico, I finally bought. Escape mm -hmm. from Alcatraz, The Candidate, uh, and then Little Big Man, Fistful of Dynamite, and Duelists. What did I purchase? I purchased uh, Investigation of a Citizen Above Suspicion, uh, Taxi Driver, just because I wanted a digital copy of it. Uh, Le Mans, Longest Yard, Walking Tall, Black Sunday, Escape from Alcatraz, Parallax View, Little Big Man, Paper Moon, Three Days of the Condor, The Candidate, The Gambler, Hustle, The Duelist, Scarecrow, and Superfly. So maybe I'll do another, I, mean, I might do one more. Um, I don't like Three Days of the Condor, but maybe I have to watch it again. But although the thing I don't like about it is not going to change. Robert Redford's a total dick in that movie, and kind of a uh, an abusive asshole mm -hmm. um but yet still portrayed as the hero which kind of annoyed me wow. uh annoyed my my modern uh beta soy boy uh sensibilities um <clears throat> the other ones that i bought you do get another one you should get hardcore the george c scott film directed okay by uh, paul schrader is it that... better than Patton? yes uh -huh. yes it is well it's basically George Patton plays like a Minnesota dad. Maybe it was Wisconsin. I can't remember. You just said George Patton. Yeah, George Patton. George That's Scott. actually pretty awesome. Uh, and then finds out his daughter moved to L.A. and got into porn. Okay. So he goes to L.A. to try to... Amanda Huntsacker style? Yeah, and get her back. And I just watched Lethal Weapon this week. Yeah. It doesn't go well. Uh, speaking of Lethal Weapon, we didn't talk about it because I actually watched that the afternoon after we left and recorded. Um, I bought Lethal Weapon a couple weeks ago because it was uh, $4.99, and also it kind of went along with what I we were talking about last time, where I've kind of made it okay again to rewatch what you and I were calling VHS movies, mm -hmm. which is shit that we watched a thousand times in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, Lethal Weapon being one of those. Lethal Weapon is a really good example of a movie that was... Somehow a six out of five when I was twelve. Mm -hmm. It's a four, maybe. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's pretty fucking dumb. Yeah, there, there's some parts where you're just it's, like, oh, it's pretty fucking dumb. Um, it's still cool and like you still get that the the nostalgic feeling, but it's pretty fucking dumb <laughs> and and pretty um, I don't know, just the. The dumb one-liners and stuff are just... It doesn't handle mental health very well, either. No, it does not. <laughs> it's uh, like, someone take that man's gun, for fuck's sake! <laughs> I don't care yeah. how good of a cop he is, he just jumped yeah. off a well, building handcuffed to a suspect. Yeah, but he's not that good a cop. That dude's lawyer is getting him off. Much like, yeah, much like Harry Callahan... Martin Riggs is actually not a very good cop. No, he's going to ruin uh, every case yes. he's attached to. He will be stopping no crime. You he know, lawyers only... are just like, who was the arresting officer? Yes. He will only be committing them. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, the ones that I bought that were outside of that 70s sale, I'm one being Die Hard, uh, which I've, maybe will hold up better than Lethal Weapon, but I don't know. It does. Uh, it does. Just because of Alan Rickman? Mm, yeah. Okay. I mean, and again, and <laughs> Willis, is, Willis is great in it. Rickman yep. is great in it. 
Uh, what's his Bonnie name? Bonnie Bedelia. Bonnie Bedelia is good. The guy who plays uh, the asshole Hans Booby. Yeah, um, that guy. I can't think. I, I have no idea what his actual his. Yeah. The, no, it's, what was it's, the character's name? Yeah. I guess. It's, I, could, it's, I guess I could click on it and find it's out. It's still a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, you got Reginald Val Johnson. Yeah, you know, he's great. Uh, Harry, was it Harry? Harry Ellis? Yeah. Is that him? That's him. Man, he doesn't look like nearly a douchebag now. No, he doesn't. Oh, and he William, looks like William Atherton is. Yeah, right. Everybody's '80s asshole, William Atherton. Uh, so I bought Die Hard. The other ones that I bought that were four ninety nine. Once Upon a Time in the West, uh, which is awesome. Uh, Salem's Lot was four ninety nine. I'm glad you brought the Duelist. I didn't realize Salem's Lot's like three hours long, but yeah, apparently well, it was a two part two parter, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, because I th- I was always I knew it was a made for TV movie, but I always just kind of had it in my head because I have, well, famously to me because that is my my favorite book. I've never seen this movie because I've just always scoffed at it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, asshole. I mean, there are parts that are definitely like, yeah. I mean, it's right there in in the main poster. There, um, not is it Straker who's the vampire or Barlow? Barlow. Barlow in the book is a character. He you know yeah. he talks. Yeah. This is just a Max Shrek looking Nosferatu dude. Yes. You know, so I get it. It's a TV, it's a visual medium. You needed something a little more stri- visually striking to scare children. Now, in fairness, uh, that particular, the house from this cover yeah. is the uh, one of the inspirations for my yeah. tattoo. Oh, the house is great. I will admit that. The house uh, is great in the movie. So much of it is, so much of the movie is really, uh, Kid Who Plays Mark Petrie I liked. Um, David's soul is okay. It's been me. Bonnie Bedelia again. Bonnie Bedelia again as Susan. Um, I mean, Toby Hooper directed it. It's a very yep. competent film. But, I mean, it is a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, so I, all this time I'm thinking a made-for-TV movie, if it was like a Sunday night movie of the week thing, once you take the commercials out, this movie is like 80 minutes long. Yeah. So that's what I had in my head all this time. And it was also part of the reason that I was scoffing at it, mm-hmm. although also the things that you just mentioned as well. Um, so I never really looked at it, and it's like three hours and three minutes. Yeah. Holy shit, this must have been a two-parter. Well, yeah, now, because um, when it came out on, on VHS, it was cut down to two hours. Oh, it was? Yeah. So that was like when it came out on DVD and Blu-ray, it was like the first thing people were talking about. They was like, are we getting the full fucking edition, or are we right. getting the chopped back two-hour you know, TV the movie, mo- the movie of the TV miniseries, because the the two hour version sucked. Yeah, but so I, I, I really enjoy Salem. So this lot. is the Snyder cut. Yeah, <laughs> Salem's the, Lot, the, the, the cut, Snyder yeah. cut. Yeah. Um. So now I'm kind of mildly excited to yeah. watch it because yeah, I, I, again, this is I I have this book tattooed on my body. Mm-hmm. Um. I have. Five or so versions, different versions of it, for no reason other, other than, than other versions. than to have five different versions. Of it. Do I have one in Russian or something? Didn't you pick up a? I, I might have. I, I think you I picked think up so. a yeah, copy for me. Yeah, it was either Russian or Spanish, Span- maybe. some foreign language. Uh, I have an illustrated version. I think it might have been Russian. The thing that I don't yeah, I have, picked up Pet, I picked up Pet Cemetery and one other one in Russian too. Yeah, at like a, was it a flea market or something just like a weird bookstore? Weird, weird bookstore, yeah. yeah. Um, the, and, and the one that I don't have that I, I mean, I, I don't check often enough, but I'll check eBay every once in a while for a really good, I want the paperback that I had in 19, 
what, 90? Was maybe. it just the all-black cover? The all-black cover with the eyes, and it's kind of bleeding down yep. into a blue. And then you can, yeah, you can you can see the house in the background over the, oh, behind the lettering, maybe. Oh, Do you know the one I'm talking that, about? Ah, uh, yeah, because that's not the first print. The first print no, it's seen, not. First print is just all-black with the, like, embossed face with, like, the little dripping blood. Okay. So that probably was... It would have been whatever paperback was out at the time. There was nothing yeah. special about it other than that was the co first copy yeah. I read. Yeah. Uh, that's the copy that I, and I've told the story a billion times, I literally threw across the room. <laughs> yeah. Threw it across the room because I, I remember very distinctly how, because it was the middle of the night, how loud it was. Because the doors upstairs are, they're old, um, so they're like those two panel yeah. Uh, so they're hollow. So you hit them, it's like hitting a fucking drum. If you hit right on the, the, yeah. the center panels where it's not solid. Uh, <clears throat> and I remember how loud it was, but it was the point when he floats up to the yeah. window and he's scratching on the window. And that part in I was this, like, fuck you, dude. That part in this is fantastic. Yeah. They do a great job with that. Yeah. I, I like... I out loud said, fuck you, and threw it across the room. <laughs> I was, whatever, 12 years old or 13 years old, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Good times. Yeah. No, I think you'll be pleased with the adaptation. Yeah, I'm... I'm I forgot it was 79. I would have sworn it was like 80 or 81. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Uh, that was... Good it, addition. It, it may still be 499, I don't know. Uh, but then, uh, just this week, the uh, Terminator 1 and 2 uh, are 499. I, there's also the regular cut of Terminator 2, but I bought the special edition. I have no idea what the difference is. Probably, I think it's a little bit longer. Like it's like four minutes, something like that. I remember when, and I probably won't even be. Able I remember to when the first DVD release they did of that. It was actually pretty awesome. There was like, if you went to like the main menu, because it was like the regular edition, but if you entered the date of Judgment Day oh. like on your on your remote keypad, it oh, yeah. brought up the extended edition. Oh, so it was like one of those like, oh, Easter egg. I wish there were more things like that. I know, because like, I remember when Memento came out, Like, if you entered a certain code, it would play the movie in chronological order on the Blu-ray. What? On the DVD, yeah. Yeah, a lot of this shit... A lot, they used to do a lot of cool shit like that with these that I only knew <sighs> about because I worked at a video store. Memento was uh, one of the first DVDs I ever bought. Yeah. And it was a blind buy. I'd never seen it. I was just really excited to have a DVD player yeah. that I was willing to pay like $24 for any time. Holy shit, that one's only 20 Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember I, I bought The Fifth Element and Blade Runner at Sam's Club like three months before I even had a DVD player. What because was... they had them there for 20 bucks each. I'm like, yeah, I, I had a couple. Them. I got to get those. I think I had, I think I already had The Matrix and I think I had The Matrix and oddly enough, Taxi Driver. Before my DVD player arrived, because I like ordered it from oh yeah, I had, like from the JC Penny catalog. Fucking <laughs> thing. I got mine at Best Buy. Because um, I remember I almost got one at Ames, but the one they sold at Ames could not play The Matrix. Oh, I'm out then. Oh yeah. Oh, that was a nightmare week to work at the video store because like we convinced people to buy this on Blu-ray. I mean on DVD. Oh, and you can get DVD players at Ames for blah blah blah, and they would, yeah. and they'd go back there like this DVD is defective. Yeah. And we'd pop it in ours, and we'd be like, no, it's not. It works great. Turned out, nope, that one, that, that particular model that they sold at Ames could not play The Matrix, which was, like, the one thing people wanted to fucking buy at that point. Can you still get electronics at JCPenney? Remember when you could get oh, electronics? I have, I have no idea. Yeah, because yeah, I, bought, I bought my camcorder at JCPenney. Yeah. With my JCPenney like that's what, with my, with my JC card. I, well, exactly. That's how I bought my first DVD player. Oh, I, was... bought, I bought a suit and a, and a camcorder. 
when Connor was like six months old. It was like my very first credit card of any kind. Yep. Terrible idea, but oh yeah, <laughs> terrible idea to give a kid that oh, age yeah. a JCPenney I, I think, card. I, I think I settled mine with a collection agency. Oh yeah, me too. Three years later, yeah, hundred percent. Like half the money I owed, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Yeah, that's where I bought my first DVD player. I do think that I was buying DVDs at Best Buy though. Oh, I, I bought Best Buy because I remember I wouldn't buy them at Cir- Circuit City because Circuit City sold Divix. Yeah, and those were fucking yep. a bomb. Abominations! <clears throat> I don't know why they thought that'd be a good idea. Hey, you want to buy this DVD that. that you can watch three times and then it turns into junk? Yeah. Great I idea. Forgot about City. that. Can't imagine why you ended up going bankrupt. Uh, I forgot about Divix. <laughs> yeah, can't can't believe that didn't uh, yeah. that didn't catch on. Hey, you want to pay something for money for something you can take home and only watch a few times, and then <laughs> right. then if you really want to watch it again, tough shit. <laughs> Uh, I it's kind of just a, it's just a coaster at that point, right? Um, what was the uh, the the idea being that what it's a glorified rental? Yeah, but it still costs you like ten bucks. Yeah, so, I remember we had a customer who bought a Divix, and something something was wrong with the disc and the player, so it kept restarting the movie. But every time it restarted, oh, the movie, it took it off your. So he watched yeah. the first ten minutes of the film three times and then it was junk yeah and he's like nope no more yeah never mind this is bullshit <laughs> i'm not in- i'm no longer interested in your product um we kind of well i kind of abandoned our little going back a year the uh, I, so i just brought it back up because i was going to go back to our diaries um long goodbye is one that i have already retroactively moved up because i yeah. think i initially gave it a four because so. it's so fucking weird mm-hmm. um and it takes a little bit but that's one that i I mean, I've been talking about it ever since. Yeah, uh, it's what got us started on. Well, I, I, I love that seventy. Like we were watching, uh, Andrew and I were watching Badlands last night, which was Ter- Terrence Malick's first film. Uh, stars a very, very young Sissy Spacek and Martin Sheen. Yep. as like a proto Mickey and Mallory Knox from, you know, like yep. they fall in love. He kills her dad. They go on the run, kill some people. I mean, it's not nearly as violent as like Natural Born Killers. And oddly enough, I noticed this last night. It uses the same music as True Romance, the the little like um, calypso drum or whatever they're called there. The dun dun dun. Yeah, you know, it uses almost the same exact. And have, knowing that Tarantino was a huge fan of Malick and wrote True Romance, I'm like, I wonder if like in the script notes he put like you know use the same music from Badlands. What year was that? Seventy three. It's not sorted. I thought I had that on the 70s list, but I guess I don't. Uh, you should. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but um, there are parts last night where it's like after they kill the dad and take off, they live in the woods for a while. They build a fucking treehouse and live in a treehouse for a while. And Andrea's just like, this is so fucking weird. I'm like, welcome to the 70s <laughs> where shit like that happened. I mean, I could easily just grab my keyboard and look the movie up, but I'm like, it's, I thought it was in these lists, but it's not. Um, yeah, um, both this and um, Days of Heaven were Malick's 270s films, and I would recommend both of those. Because that dude is like one of the fucking prettiest filmmakers out there. Yeah, I, I had... Um, that's why I could have sworn it was in there, because I knew I put some Malick's into 
one of these lists. I'm. I have. To, I have. I've gotten almost to the point where I have more lists than I can manage in my head. <laughs> uh, and it's not even that many dances. Yeah, so this, this is, is just not, a pre seventy six watch list. <laughs> I'm not telling you that there's like 50 lists here. I'm talking that there's like eight, and it's too many for me. Oh, yeah. It's too well, many for me to... if you to... go to my house right now, like on my walls of like Blu-ray, all the 70s films are pulled out like an inch. Yeah. And then I went to the Blu-rays, and I just pulled those out. So I have like two stacks, like a foot and a half high on a table of my 70s DVDs. Um, and then, of course, I have, you know, I've got pictures of the ones that I can watch streaming. It's not just that I have... Uh, it's not really that I have too many lists; it's that I've made too many recently. I need to I need to have a, a list settle in for a while before I make another one. Yeah, because maybe it's on your '70s list and not your pre-'70s watch. Right. See, the pre-'76 list is a thing that I started last year when I was going through the years, mm -hmm. um, and then the '70s one is specific to this year because it's stuff that I have not seen, and most all of it is pretty available or I already own and it. I see you have trouble. Uh, you have uh, Get Carter on there. Yes. And I learned from Tarantino's book, hold on a moment, Hitman starring Bernie Casey is a black exploitation remake of Get Carter. Of Get Carter, okay. So I'm like, well, fuck, I have to watch that now. Um, I, I bought Get Carter a while ago because it was five bucks, um, but I had a copy of it. Do you know what my copy is from? No. It is from <laughs> the... At one point, you dropped off, and I still, I still have it, obviously... Uh, a huge thing of oh, burned DVDs. The, yeah, yeah, because I think my black exploitation films were in there. They are awesome. Um, hey, see if I see if I have Hitman in there. <laughs> I will. Uh, oh, and I feel the bad because I've had it. The for Mac like, is in there. I need to watch it because the Mac. I had it for like four fucking, years. The or Mac something. is impossible to fucking find right now. Uh, yeah, so I have your big, uh, huge binder of. Burn DVD copies of noir movies. Yeah, yeah, just um, like half of it's noir and the other half's black exploitation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, Get Carter was in there. I actually have it pulled. It's in the living room. Um, I because I have a I have a yeah, DVD those are, case. Those are probably like 480 quality. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I haven't actually tried <laughs> to play one yet. Burned DVDs. Yeah. Vests. I actually haven't even tried to play one yet. But um, when I first made my noir list, I was like, I think I have a thing in the garage of all dance movies, and I do. Um, and I pulled that. I totally pulled. About that. Uh, there were a couple of them that that weren't available anywhere else. But anyway, si I have since bought Get Carter because it popped up. But that was I, I keep I keep forgetting to mention yeah. that because why yeah, the hell would I bring it? I bought up? Get Carter in Austin because we went to a record store mm -hmm. that was like our, like Bull Moose but fucking better because they had Region B films, and I got like a BFI two disc fucking set of Get Carter that's yep. just fucking amazing. I can't wait to play it. Once again, that's the great thing about, uh, we were talking about worrying about being able to get access to players that will play all these movies. The PS4 and 5 are region free and, you know, the, 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 the 5 will play up to 4K and it's going to be our only option at some point yep. of, of doing that. Uh, no, it's going to, it's going to start being where if I see like really cheap, like, 4K players. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. Even just yeah, cause. even if it's not one that I would normally buy. Yeah, if I'm like if it's a hundred bucks, that's yeah. my, that's a backup. Yep. Because <laughs> yeah, there's getting there's gonna, we're gonna hit a point in the in the future, a few years away probably where we're only get. I mean, it's that pretty much that point now. Like Target barely has any Blu-rays anymore. Best Buy has pulled so many of theirs. Point where I it's mean, like a standee of like the newest releases, and that's fucking it. Yeah. I mean, Best Buy used to have like. 
six fucking rows of movies that were like 20 feet long each. Yeah. It's still... Um, I still think you're going to be able to get them, but it's going to become like turntables. Yeah. Where it's yeah. a very small audience, so everything's expensive. Yeah. Um, because it's going to yeah. be people that want yeah, the best version. Yeah, the curve of technology going down, well, yeah. eventually the price will start going back up. Right. Because it's like, oh, hey. Yeah, because it used to be like... Christ, I remember what, like early 2000, I bought a turntable at a yard sale for like five bucks. Yeah. You can't find those anymore. No. Everyone, now it's to the point where everyone holds on to them again because they came back into fashion. And now even a simple turntable will cost you like 150 Yeah. Sons of bitches. Yeah. <clears throat> so long story short, I have a lot of lists. Um yeah, because I've been a lot. Of, there's a lot of crossover in your actors and directors list. There is because because of I see, adding stuff know, to the other ones and De Palma and Pakula. And I just added a bunch I of just saw Main Street Slash Up. French yeah, because there's, there's all those Scorseses. Uh, I added a bunch of Gene Hackman. Uh, some of the rewatches. Uh, I bought No Way Out a little while ago. That the was, Hunting Party. Uh, that looks like that a was 70s, five bucks. That looks like a seventies film. Oh, you're damn right. You Have can you tell, heard of it? No, but you can. I love that you can tell seventies films by Don Medford. It sounds like the cheap knockoff version of Robert Redford. <laughs> I'm not Rob Redford. I'm Don Medford. Don Medford. <laughs> uh, a ruthless rancher and his gang use extremely long range rifles to kill the men who kidnapped his wife. I love that you have to know they're extremely long-grain rifles. That's what made me put it on a list, because it was so specific. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we would have got revenge, but fuck, we can't get yeah. close. Right. No. <laughs> we use extremely long-range rifles to do this. Uh, it's on Tubi. It's a 3.2. I'm going to watch it. Fuck, why not? Uh, 1971 by uh, Dan's favorite director, Don Medford, as he just mentioned. It would be better if it was... Like Donnert, Med Donnert Medford. <laughs> I don't recognize. Oh, that is Oliver Reed. Okay. Well, fuck. That's got me watching it right there. Yeah, it's I, Oliver Reed, Candace Bergen, Gene Hackman. Fucking seventies Oliver Reed is the fucking man. That dude was just gonna fuck your wife and then just get drunk. <laughs> uh, in this instance, he's going to shoot someone with an extremely long rifle. After unless your he's wife. after fucking someone's yeah, wife. Unless he's the one that has kidnapped the wife. I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's on two B. <laughs> Uh, I added a bridge too far. All, all of these are Gene Hackman. Uh, no Way Out, which is one of my favorite 90s movies. I loved that movie. That movie's fucking up. awesome. I hope it holds up, because I probably haven't seen it in 20 years, but that was one I had. I definitely had a VHS copy of. Yep. Um, that and Revenge, the two Costner, uh, the yep. two legit Costner movies. Um, you, I don't like your dances with wolves. Have you seen Revenge? That movie probably doesn't hold up. No, but I bet like that's like the conversation Tarantino would have. Yes. Like, yeah, that's great, but man, you need to see Revenge. Right. That's fucking Pete right. Costner. Um, that's a dark fucking movie when you think oh, back Jesus, to it. Yeah. <laughs> fucking a. Uh, Speaking of dark movies, Night Moves. Night Moves, which you had recommended like a year ago, but it's yeah. never fucking available anywhere. No, it was very. It was available for like a month or so on something, and then yeah. gone. Yeah, it was on Amazon Prime. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. um, a Bridge Too Far, which is a good one if you just want to rack up seventies actors. Uh, James, I mean, you Conn. can rent. You can rent it right now. Yeah, but that feels like cheating. That no. feels like you've given up, Dan. Yeah, I mean, it's a, again, it's available on Vudu for five nine for nine ninety nine. Hey, Vudu, this is yeah. a seventies film. Oh, Why not throw that in there too? I'm tracking it. 
uh, A Bridge Too Far, which is a war movie by Richard, At Richard Attenborough, which if you just want to rack up uh, 70s actors, James Caan, Michael Caine, Sean Connery, who's Edward Fox? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Elliot Gould. Gould, Anthony Hopkins, Gene Hackman, Robert Redford, Ryan O'Neill, Lawrence Olivier. Uh, sorry, that's about it. But that's a lot of fucking names. Yeah. I know. By the time we're done with this, I like want I I, I want to like us have us do like a comparison on like who had the best seventies career like Ellie Gould, Donald oh, yeah. Sutherland, Gene Hackman like because these guys were just in fucking everything. Yeah. Um. And we make fun of it, but you don't get Elliot Gould is not a leading man today. Donald Sutherland is not a leading man today. No. Uh, Robert Redford is. Yeah. Robert Paul Redford. Newman. Paul Newman is. Yeah. Um. But these kind of. Just kind of homely looking dudes. Yeah, just uh, dudes. just schmucks are not. Yeah. Walter Matthau was never never Ernest, dropping anyone's panties. Right, going back even further, Ernest Borgnine, people like that. They're just not just his be. name alone was yeah. like a belt tightener. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's so he's so homely. His name wouldn't even be Ernest Borgnine today. It no. would be something else. He would have changed that motherfucker. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, we're terrible people. Uh, I've not, never we're seen. Not wrong. No, we're not. Uh, <laughs> I have never seen Young Frankenstein. I have, but so long ago. Um, yeah, because I need to rewatch that. And um, but Bla Gene Gene Hackman's in it. <laughs> that and Blazing Saddles, I need to rewatch. Yeah, because those are like. Uh, I, I've also that's like, that's like peak Mel Brooks seventies. The other one that I've never seen is uh, I've never seen Holy Grail. Oh wow! I saw. I, I've seen it. I saw it like probably ten years ago. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's fun. Was it the, was that the first time you'd ever seen? No, it? I'd seen okay. I'd seen a part of it as a kid. But it's like one of those things, like I, especially where it's so, like almost like a sketch show. Yeah. As well, like, yeah. I've that's kind of that's kind of how I always. I'm, I'm not sure if I'd ever seen it all the way through. Yeah. Um, because certain parts of it are very memorable. Other parts are not. Bonnie and Clyde, I've never seen. Um, Gene Hackman is apparently in that. Yeah, yeah, he's the side uh, one of the sidekicks. And plus, uh, I'm trying to rack up my Faye Dunaway. Oh, yeah. And also, you don't get the 70s that we're talking about without Bonnie and Clyde. Without Bonnie, and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde is the original. Uh, yeah. That and um, Wild Bunch yeah. are That kinda, Wild Bunch and Easy Rider were like the ones that like really... This is what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, and, and led directly to all the movies that we're talking about. Yeah. So I, I've had Bonnie and Clyde for a while. It was... Yeah, I can't remember which... If it was not Rebels on the Back Lot. It's one of those Peter Viscine books. But yeah, it's like he—it's all about the '70s filmmakers, and he starts off talking about Bonnie and Clyde because yeah. it's like, yeah, this is what happened, but without you know this film, you're not because this that film. I mean, you watch it today, and you're like, the violence is fine. Yeah, it's not anything terrible, but like in '66 when it, that came it was out, the, it was the they first. fucking riddle those two with bullets. Yeah, like to the point where it's like, I mean, and, and I, that's what I love that like. um Coppola kind of paid homage to that with Sonny Corleone's demise. Yeah. You know, they just fucking unload bullets on a car. Right. For the people in it, and... Yeah. Um, I'll jump out of that. So, anyway, do you want to go to what we actually want? Yeah, sure. The ones that we were... That we, we've talked about... Uh, we've been talking for an hour and 22 minutes about our... <laughs> haven't uh, even talked about the movies, really. The ones that we've actually watched so far. You have watched many at this point already. Yeah, I've, um, I've been on a kick. 
Uh, I've watched... Yeah, so, yeah, Andrea had to ask me, she's like, why are you watching so many 70s movies again? Yeah. She's like, I'm um, okay with it. But she knows that, like, once I start on a topic, I get fucking obsessive. Yeah. For a while, where it's like, if I'm not watching a 70s film, I'm like, I'm wasting my fucking I feel time like, right I feel now. like you're wasting your time. Although, I, and that's why, like, when I saw the Terminators on there, I was like, wow, I should watch the Terminators, because it also kind of goes along with my re-watching things I watched a thousand times when I was... Yeah. 15 to 20 or whatever. Um, but, like, I feel like I'd be wasting my time. <laughs> um, because I, I feel like I should... There's there's so many of them, and yeah. we kind of alluded to it at the beginning. When uh, I, This doesn't just have to be this month. Like, no, it's, it's going to go on it'll, into June and it'll, probably July. And probably the rest of the year. Yeah, fact. it might turn into, like, a full summer-long thing. Because there's no way that we're going to watch yeah. everything that we've got on all these lists. Yeah, because, I mean, I always, because I, I don't make the list, I take screenshots, which then mean I have 8,000 fucking photos. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, look at this. You can tell what are screenshots of movies. This is, like, yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah. There's fucking movies. Just I'm taking pictures of everything. Uh yeah, so since we last recorded, I watched Lethal Weapon, I watched Superbad, which which holds up pretty well. Uh, I oh, watched Day of the Dolphin, by the way. With George C. Scott. <laughs> Love that cover. Uh, it's pretty great. Um, I watched Superbad, which uh, holds up pretty well. I watched Castaway. Um, this is how funny this one was. Uh, when we went to Boston over April vacation, um, Tilly was not into the crowds. <laughs> so, uh, when we were at the aquarium, Robin went back to the hotel. It was it was kind of it was kind of a, a letdown, but uh, <clears throat> she got overwhelmed at the at the aquarium because I just think it was way too many people for her. Yeah, I imagine there's a, so. a lot of people at the aquarium, mm -hmm. uh, especially during vacation week. So Robin went back to the hotel with her during aquarium time, and then during duck tour time, I stayed in the hotel with her. And on I don't know TNT or TBS or FX or something. Mm -hmm. Castaway was on. So yeah. I had missed the first like 30 minutes. Oh, count it. Uh, no way. I'll get back to that. Uh, so we watched the rest of it, which on FX or whatever takes like fucking three hours yeah. to watch a, the last 90 minutes of a movie. Um, so I watched it, and then fortunately it was playing on, it was streaming on HBO or whatever. So I went back and watched the part mm -hmm. that I missed. I thought I had just maybe like the first 20 minutes or so. It's the same kind of thing um, that uh, we were talking about with Speed, where you, your mind tells you the whole thing was on the bus, but really it was just kind of the middle hour that, that mm -hmm. you're on the bus. And like the first 30 minutes and the last like 40 minutes, you're yeah. not on the bus. Um, it's the same thing with Castaway. Oh, yeah. I had missed like almost the first hour. Yeah. There's because a lot that happens. I picked up, he had, he had been on the island for what I assumed was a little bit because he was still mm. fat Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, but that's like an hour into oh, yeah. it. So I was yeah. surprised. I was glad I didn't just count it <laughs> because when I went back and watched the part I missed, it was like the first half of the movie yep. um, is him uh, doing the training in Moscow mm -hmm. and then, uh, or train cause he's like a, a FedEx international uh, supervisor or whatever. And he trains like other, uh, so he was working in Moscow to at the beginning to get him trained up on the ways of FedEx. Yeah. Um, and then he was flying to Malaysia or something, somewhere I think. Like that, somewhere yeah. South Pacific, uh, where you'd have to be crossing the South, South Pacific. Um, 
and yeah, it was like the first hour oh, <laughs> that yeah. I that I hadn't seen. Uh, then I watched The Firm, which kind of sucks. I just purchased that too. You did? Well, it's, the, the screen, it's not as not, it's not as good as you remember. Screen, screen Jeffs did a Grisham yep. draft, and I think Firm ended up like number three or four, which surprised me because I was like, oh, I figured that would have been like number one. But one or two. As they're talking about, they're like, no, no, these ones are much better. Which ones did they have? Did they have uh, a, time to ki- the cl- a Time to Kill? And... No, Time to Kill was like five. Really? Uh, the Client, I think, was the number one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Is that the one with so Susan Sarandon? Sarandon? Yeah. And she and got Oscar nominated for that. So Brad Renfro? Yes. Okay. Yep. And I have to ask this every time, is he dead? He is dead. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Uh, no, it's like him or Eddie Furlong. Which one died? Because they were both like the same moppy-haired kid. Is Eddie Furlong and, still alive? Yes. He looks like he shouldn't be. Feel like we have had this conversation yeah. so many times, and I swear it's not a bit. <laughs> uh, I. Yeah. Uh, Miami Vice, which I sent, I kept sending you. Did I send you more than one screenshot? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ, Miami Vice. I watched it because I've been doing yeah, Colin Farrell. I, I don't know and the how Michael that Mann. film wasn't good. I mean, I do, because like, there was a lot of problems behind the scenes in that film, but yeah. Jesus Christ, it's like, Michael Mann, during peak Michael Mann power, making yeah. a movie of the show he fucking created. Right. With two good actors. Yeah. And everything about it does not fucking work. Yeah, some of the, uh, some of the dialogue is funny. Yeah. Um, the one that I... Shit, how long ago did I watch that fucking movie? Because I'm, I'm looking for my screenshots now. Oh, yeah. I remember the one where you said, like, I can't take this any longer. And you're like, he's been undercover oh, for yeah, two yeah. days. <laughs> uh, yes. That's, so that was that was my favorite one. My favorite line was the, the one I sent you that... <laughs> I'm having trouble doing it with straight face. He says this in all sincerity. He's undercover at the time. We're talking about uh, Sonny Crockett, so uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, he's saying this. He's undercover. He's saying this to another drug... Uh, uh, an arms dealer, or maybe he's the arms dealer. I don't fucking remember. Yeah, he's going to sell guns to them. And he's talking about who else is going to be on their crew. <laughs> he says this with a straight face. They didn't do... <laughs> they didn't do time with us. They ain't doing crime with us. And of course, Jamie Foxx is like, fucking damn right. You know, mm-hmm. like... <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. Uh, so then a little bit later, he says... Uh, Sonny Crockett says this to Jamie Foxx. Uh, oh, you think I'm in so deep I forgot? He had literally been undercover for two days. Not not two nights. Yeah, but he's really good. <laughs> he really he goes, lost he goes, himself? He goes full method. Oh my god. Full method. He's, he's acting like he's Donnie fucking Brasco. <laughs> yeah. He had been under for two, not two nights, Dan, just two, two days. days. Yeah. Like this was the second sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't gone to bed yet on his second night of being undercover. <laughs> And he went to undercover at night. You so don't, like you, it had don't been, know, you don't know the shit I've seen, man. <laughs> it had been like twenty six hours, maybe. Uh, yeah, just, just kind I of a dumb. Don't know who just, I am anymore. Just, <laughs> what is my name? Uh, it's just kind of a dumb movie. Yeah. Um, I finally finished watching Catch Me If You Can. That's delightful. It is. That's a uh, super fun movie. Uh, rewatch Network for the first time in quite a while. Um, that movie's awesome. Yep. Uh, 70s, obviously. That's on my list. Um, then I watched Capricorn 1 just because it looked really cool. I forgot OJ was in that. Fucking right he is. Yeah. Because um, that because I told Andrew you'd watch it. She's like, I've never heard of that. What When is it? And I'm like, well, it's it's got everything from the 70s. It's got yeah. 
It's got space. It's got conspiracy. It's got reporting. Yep. It's got OJ. Which, at that point, they get. That's what... Exactly. Uh, Robin's... Because Robin walked in. You don't get Elliot Gould until like halfway through the movie. Um, But... Because uh, he's the reporter that you were talking about. You were talking about. You've got your reporter. Well, strange because you sent a picture of like I'm watching him smoking right now, and I'm like, I don't know what fucking movie that's from, exactly. man. It doesn't matter. That could be from 15 different 70s yep. movies of Elliot Gould smoking. Elliot Gould smoking. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't have the mustache, so it's not Mash. Right. That's the one thing I know. Uh, so Robin came in. the The three astronauts are James Brolin, uh, Sam Waterston from uh, you, you would know him from Law and Order, yep, uh, and OJ. And uh, those are the three astronauts. That was enough to get Robin to sit down <laughs> to the point where she had to go somewhere. I don't know if she had a PTO meeting or whatever, but she was like, yeah, "Oh I no, think it was tonight." The- are watching it tonight. Oh, you are. I think awesome. So. Uh, it is super fun. Um, to the point. Oh, it was the night of the board meeting, and she really wanted to go to the board meeting, which lasted like three hours. But anyway, um, she was like, "Shit!" And I was like, "Do you want me to pause?" And she knew I didn't want to. Yeah. And she was like, "No." Just tell me what happened. So, like, as soon as she got home, uh, um, nothing to do with the board meeting. It's like, what happened to OJ and, and the crew or whatever? Um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, it, yeah, super fun watch because uh, it's everything everything that you just mentioned, and uh, the cast is great. Telly Savalas is in it for a minute Fuck at the yeah. end. Um, you know it, baby. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen this? No. Uh, so this will be a first watch this will for be you a first too. First watch for me. Yeah. Fun. I'm I'm excited for you. <laughs> now. All that being said, I gave it a three and a half because it's silly. Yeah, uh, but sometimes you need that. Yes, sometimes you need. That. Uh, th- I'm I've become more okay with uh, liking threes and three and a halves because we've talked about it before that a lot of times the the like is kind of irrelevant because that just means it was a four or better. I've already rated it so, um, but we also have also yeah, talked about that's things currently that, on Peacock. That's right. Yeah, it is. I think I watched it on Tubi. Is I could have watched. It so, is available on Peacock. So you right said now. you're saying I could have watched it. Well, they do they have ads when you on it, movies on Peacock? Not usually, but this one does say ads. Oh, okay. Even with Peacock Premium, which is weird. Hmm. So I don't know if it will have ads or not, but uh, I'm still watching it. So yeah, the the only other one that I'm all the way through is Poseidon Adventure, which I've already talked about, which I gave a three and liked. Yeah. Um. Hold on, I'm going to grab a Kit Kat because I haven't eaten anything today and I'm getting uh, low blood sugar. All right. Do you want a Kit Kat? Uh, sure, I'll take a Kit Kat. Since you've got a stash right handy. I shouldn't say that too loud Jesus because because we told, we, we told the kids... One of the kids right now is like, what? Yeah, we told the kids the Kit Kats were gone weeks ago. Um, this is all like leftover Easter stuff. Yeah, sorry, kids. Yep. You don't need it. Those ones are awesome. They taste like strawberry milk. This is a great podcast. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to our the, the reviews of Kit Kats. Right. Oh, God, the smell is perfect. Oh, yeah. It's like strawberry it's, milk. Yep. It's it's like strawberry quick, like exactly the smell. So we're eating Kit Kats that are regular, uh, strawberry, and then white chocolate. All three of which are great in their own way. Mm-hmm. I think the M&Ms are just regular M&Ms. Oh, it's got the slutty M&M. Yep. Look out. So anyway, that's all I've gotten to that I've finished. Mm-hmm. You, on the other hand. Yeah. I tried to watch Mean Streets. The problem with Mean Streets was I was watching it last night because I thought there should be at least one that we've both seen mm. or that we both watched this week. So I said, I might as well watch Mean Streets because it's on like th- it'll check off like three lists. So 
I started watching it last night, and then Tilly came down and wanted to, because sometimes she'll come down, mm -hmm. sit in that very chair, and draw. I can't watch Mean Streets with mm -hmm. Tilly sitting down here drawing, and I'm not going to send her back upstairs, obviously. So, that's when I switched back over to, uh, I said, well, I'll watch another 20 minutes of Treasure of the Sierra Madre. And that's when the Stinking Badgers thing happened. <laughs> um, so anyway, I didn't get to finish Mean Streets. What I've gotten so far, I'm about an hour and maybe ten minutes in. There isn't really a plot. No. It's very much a, it's like a hangout movie. Yeah. Right? And that's the, that's the negative about the film, is the, the writing is weak. Um, but you have... I mean, it's not. It's it's early. Um, geez, I keep wanting to say Pacino, but not Pacino. De Niro. De Niro. It's early De Niro. He's very young. Very very young. And whenever he's on screen, he fucking just commands the screen. Yeah. I mean, he gets kind. Of, he gets the good character because he plays Johnny Boy, who's just kind of like the loose cannon friend of Harvey Keitel's character. Harvey Keitel plays like a young man who's trying the to Charlie. <laughs> he's trying to push his way up through the mob. Um. You know, he's got a strong Catholic upbringing, so he's, he's constantly questioning what he's doing. Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it, the, is it like a cousin or an uncle that's like the... Yeah, I think it's an uncle. The boss or yeah. whatever. I mean, it's not, not he's not like the godfather, but he's like a right. local yeah. local leader. Um, so he's, you know, and his Johnny boy is always like borrowing money and not repaying it, and he vouches for him, so it's like he has to start worrying about his debt. Right. Um, it's, yeah, like you said, the plot is minimal but what it this film is like you see the you see Scorsese coming like into his own here like a lot of the camera tricks the needle drops of music yeah the like, the pool hall fight is awesome oh the pool hall yeah the guy that's really well the done. guy who I had no idea that I've seen now in four films mm -hmm. he's the fat guy who owns that bar okay <laughs> without knowing it I watched three straight movies with him in it uh Mean Streets Blue Collar and The Farmer I don't even There's, remember seeing him in The Farmer, um, but he's in it. And he he's also in uh, Rocky, and he's in Hustle, which is a Burt Reynolds film that I'm going to be watching soon, too. And that's, this guy's only in, like, ten movies. Nice. And I have somehow watched five of them. You might hit his whole uh, filmography this yeah. month. I would um, love it if he's in my top ten by the end of the year. Yeah. I think the only... I have, like, one 70s person has already snuck into my most watched. Um... Yeah, I was watching and I was like, this must have taken forever mm -hmm. to do, to shoot. Yeah. Or, it took five minutes. Yeah. You know, it's one of those type of things. Uh, it's just really, it's really, really well choreographed to the point that it doesn't look choreographed mm. because it's just a brawl of a bunch of people who frankly can't fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like slickly. Yeah, it's, these it's guys an ugly are, bar fight. Yeah, by people that are drunk. A lot of grappling. And, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of fall, grappling and of falling, falling over, over stuff. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, it's that type of fight. a lot of swinging and missing with pool cues. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a great scene, and it goes on for yeah, it goes pretty long for a, for a fight scene. Yeah, um, blue collar, blue collar was the first time watch for me. Uh, it's written and directed by Paul Schrader. Mm -hmm. This was coming off of like Taxi Driver. He'd worked with right. Scorsese now, so he had a little bit of juice. Um, it's funny because you, th you start off thinking it's a different film. Because it's got Yafet Kodo, Harvey Keitel, and Richard Pryor as three guys who work like the auto line in Detroit. Yeah. You know, 
good guys. They hate their fucking boss. They hate their. I actually watched it on like um, Union, National Union's Day uh, or whatever that was this past week. Oh yeah. Um, the, like the day the WGA went on strike. Um, and like you know, their their union steward's a dickhead, and they fucking hate him, and you know. They decide to rob, like, the union and steal some money. Only they get way more than this, but they get, like, a fake book and shit like that. And, you know, at first they're just have, kind of happy-go-lucky. They're, you know, staying up all night, sneaking out on their wives, doing coke, banging strippers. You know, so you think it's like, oh, this is, it's that kind of film. Yeah. And then they murder Yafet Kodo. Well, You know, the, 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 the union people. And you start getting into the whole, oh, shit, you know, they're in over their heads. Kind of like, but like kind of like the plot of Office Space. It very much <laughs> is. It very much is Office Space like. We just uh, wanted to steal a little bit. That would be a great double feature, actually. Office because again, uh, things go a little bit better for the Office Space guys. But then it gets into that like the union. Who's like, Milton in this story? Oh, there's a couple. <laughs> there's, there's a, a couple, couple potential Miltons. Um, no, this one I was like. Uh, jealous that you watch it because it is not available anywhere to stream. I will bring you my Blu-ray. Uh, and it is not... Uh, I haven't seen it on sale since I've yeah, been... No, I've, I've I, had an I, eye on it for a while. I got the Region B of that a while ago. Nice. Um, put out by Indicator, the same guy that... same people that did the China Syndrome that I got us. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, then it starts to get into the okay, well, maybe we can turn one of these guys into one of us. You know, so mm -hmm. they start offering one of them, you know, more money, better lifestyle, so one of them kind of turns into the people they were fighting against, and the other one gets fucked over. And it's like, oh, uh, you know, this is just really about, like, how the powers that be, even when we think we've Michael got Bolton the... Michael Bolton never would have done that. Yeah. Even when we think we've got the power, we never have the power. Right. And they've got the means to basically turn us against each, against each other at any point. And, yeah, it's a downer of a film. I mean... I can't believe I went into a Paul Schrader film expecting it to be a little more lighthearted just because it was, you know... Just because it had Richard Pryor Richard on it. Richard Pryor. And he's funny in it. He's very fucking funny. But he's also really good dramatically in this. Um, yeah. Harvey Keitel. <laughs> Harvey Keitel. Yafet Kodo. Yafet Kodo. They're both really, really good. But it's it's just... It's the other thing I like about the 70s. It just... Everything feels lived in. Like, mm. you know, this is... that that You could tell they filmed it in an actual auto plant. You know? The bars they went to to drink their beer. It was a real fucking bar. Um, yeah, just a great film. I have, that's that's probably gonna be one of my highest rated first watches, honestly. Um, yeah, anything if, if you give something a four and a half or a five, you've got you've got you got my attention. Mm -hmm. uh, I was high on it anyway. The or the idea of it, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm excited to watch it now. Uh, uh, the farmer you told me about. It's an exploitation flick. Um, this Let guy. Let me see if I can fish out more M and M's. This guy returns home from World War II. Um, his farm was basically abandoned, like except for like one guy who worked it for him. You know, his dad died. The bank wants to take his farm. Um, struck out. And then he just happens to help a guy who was driving through town, who was had like mob money type shit. And then the mob comes after them. And, you know, kills people close to him, so he goes and takes vengeance. Sorry, I'm eating no, who, who is the star? Anyone we've heard of? Is there anyone in this that we've heard of? Um, 
No. I mean, maybe. <laughs> but. Yeah, Jerry Conway. He was also an American Ninja, too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hey, Black Gun. That was the first uh, exploitation film Tarantino saw in a theater. Nice. He's in it. Ooh. Well, Gary Conway is also in that. Yeah, so it's a fine film. Uh, I, the reason I watched it is because I bought it. Yeah. Because it was one of those films that was, like, unavailable for, like, 40 years. So that, like, Scorpion releasing was like, hey, we have a limited edition. We'll put it out for, like, 15 bucks. So I'm like, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> Uh, then you watched The Godfather we talked about. Yep. Um, has that ever been available any other way other than the bootleg that you're... Not that I'm aware of. No. A bunch of assholes. I know. Uh, yeah, he'll recut fucking Godfather 3. Right. <laughs> Give us a whole new version of that. Thanks. Uh, the other one... Maybe he'll finally release it with that added in. Oh yeah, like I, but, but nothing. There's no flashbacks in that, right? So you'll know exactly when you can shut it the fuck off, right? <laughs> None uh, at all. I don't remember. Anything. I haven't watched it in like fucking thirty years, so yeah. I don't fucking know. Fuck, I watched it like two years ago, and I don't yeah. remember it again. Um. Then you watch Rocky. I know, I, people, which for, I bet I haven't seen that in. 30 years. It's such a great film. I yeah. know it gets diluted so much because of all the Rocky sequels. Yeah. But gee, that film was fucking dirty. Like that that film was grimy. Yeah. Like Rocky is a fuck like I'm watching one scene and I'm like, dude, he's wearing he's wearing fucking sweatpants with holes in them. <laughs> like the crotch is blown out of his sweatpants. You know, everything is stained. Um it's a very, very lived in film. Um it's very available. It's streaming on multiple places. And I love the fact that, like, you don't... It, it makes no... It makes no real big mention of the fact that Apollo wins the fight. Like, you hear, like, the split decision. You hear Apollo won, judge, Rocky won a judge, and then, like, he's yelling for Adrian, and Adrian comes out and they hug. And, like, in the background of that, you hear, like, in the back channel, winner by split decision, Apollo Creed. Yeah. Never shows Apollo... It just keeps the focus on Rocky, and it's I, I just fucking love that. That it managed to... I mean, it's pretty ballsy. Like, you have a big fight at the end, mm. and you don't give any attention to actually who fucking won it. I mean, like, I would be surprised if people think Rocky won the fight, you know, based on their memory. Oh, I think if you ask, just... Because, yeah, like, he didn't win the title said... until Rocky too. Right. But, yeah, you completely forget... Yeah, Rocky Rocky lost that fight, and I love that they make no real mention on it. I mean, in, a, you know, fuck, the fight, at his first real boxing match isn't until, like, the last half an hour of the film. Yeah. Like, so much of it is spent on his relationship building with fucking Pauly, who fucking love Burt Young. And the pet store? Yeah. I remember a lot of pet store. Yeah, with Butkus and the Turtles, Cuff right. and Link, and the dog was, rock, was fucking Stallone's real dog. That he had to sell at one point to get money. And he bought it back when he made the money for Rocky. When he sold the script. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't have in a million years told you who directed it. Yeah. John G. Abelson. Um, I think... I think a couple of them went off, like, were nominated for Oscars for that film. Fucking Burgess yeah. Meredith. Rocky 2 is still in the 70s, isn't it? 
I'm gonna have to rewatch that because that's probably my least. Yeah, seventy nine, excellent. Because that's probably my least rewatched Rocky. Me too. Because I, you know, if I want to rewatch a Rocky, I watch Rocky four. Every once in a while, I'm like, no, I want to see Mr. T. Yeah. Actually, I take that back. My least rewatched Rocky is probably Rocky five. Well, I don't count anything after four because that sucks. I don't count anything after four. I don't need to see shit with Tommy Gunn. Right. But yeah, Tommy Rocky the Machine Gun. Of, of, of the original Rockies, probably Rocky Two is my least rewatched. I will have to rewatch <clears> it now. Uh, oh shit, I got too far away. Lep- Leptirica. Yep. That is a Serbian folktale retelling of the she butterfly. Um, but it feels like. A cross-up of Dracula, Werewolf, and a Monty Python sketch. Because it's slapsticky for a good portion of it. How did you uh, come upon such a thing? Because we wanted to walk... Andrew and I took the dog for a walk in like a, the woods. And we're like, we should watch a good woods-based horror tonight. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I wonder what came out in the 70s for woods-based horrors. And I have this box set called All, All Our Haunts Be Ours, which is a, nothing but folk horror films. And this was one of the ones that came out in the 70s. Um... I enjoyed it. It was not nearly as frightening as they told you it would be. Because, I mean, you think <laughs> vampire-infested local mill. No. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... But it's also a film... It's a Serbian film from the 70s, so I'm guessing their uh, their resources weren't great. Probably not. But it was a fine 70s... I mean, it definitely felt like a 70s film through and through. Uh, but at times, it definitely felt more like a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> That's funny. And then we watched Badlands last night, which was just fucking love that film. I hadn't rewatched it in fucking probably since I worked at the video store. Uh, I thought. For sure, it was. Maybe it's, the- it's one of those ones that's on the Criterion Channel quite a bit. Yeah, that's where I thought it was, because I, cause I have Criterion checked, because I'm logged into your account on my bedroom TV. Yeah, but no, I think it just came off a month or it, so ago. It must have, because I, I, I could have sworn it was uh, on whatever list it was, that I, I had that in my head that it was streaming. Look at Martin. I know. Uh, what are you going to watch this week? Oh, I don't know. I uh, got to come, I got to like write a list. Honestly, because right now I'm just looking at, like, oh, I've got this big bundle of shit yeah. I could watch. i got to narrow it down a little bit. Um, oh, these are your like, this would be my Elliot Gould week or <laughs> stuff like that. There's just so much out there that I just want to keep. Like, I'll get Carter probably because I, I purchased that. Right. Region B Blue I want to watch. Serpico I just got the 4K. Uh, the Mechanic is streaming somewhere now. Yeah. Uh, and you just watched the remake, right? No. Oh, Yes, yes, I did. I watched Not the too long ago. The, the Statham. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon, I'm going to rewatch. I want to. My goal of this is to make sure I watch all five John Cazale films. Hmm. Not that hard, because again, no. only five, and they're all fucking amazing. I think I have all of them. Yeah. Um, I'm 30 minutes into Yakuza or so. Yet another I don't, I don't know uh, why Paul I said Schrader that. film. I don't know why I said that in a question tone. Um, have you seen Yakuza? I have not seen Yakuza. I know it's Robert Mitchum. Yeah. I know it's Paul Schrader. That's all you need to know. That's all, yeah, that's enough to sell me. Uh. Oh, Day of the Jackal. Ooh, I bought yeah. Day of the Jackal, like, 
over a year ago, and I've still never. I've only it. ever seen the remake. Yeah, the Jackal. Um, I was wondering if they were, if that's what that was, because yeah. when you look it up, it's always listed as a um, yeah, uh, related or whatever. Um, see, this is what gets overwhelming. Hey, there's, ba- there's Badlands. This is. Oh yeah, see, I do have it on a list. There it is. Um, this is where I get into. I can't remember what you said you would watch the other night, and I said I fell asleep with the remote in my hand and my headphones on, trying to pick something out. Because I go through these lists, and I, I'm i like, well, I should finish Yakuza. Ooh, I really want to watch uh, Day of the Jackal, because I've had it for so long. Ooh, the getaway is whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. then I just fucking fell asleep with my headphones on yeah. and a remote in my hand. Um, but yeah, yeah. All, all the Bruce Lee films are 70s. Yep. Oh, the American Friend. Oh yeah, outfit I really want to watch. That one, American Friend, is streaming. That's on Criterion. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's um, that's a Ripley movie. Like Town to Mr. Ripley. Oh, it is. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think I knew that, and that's why it's on the list. But then I'd forgotten why I put it on the list. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, oh, like Dennis Hopper, Bruno Gantz. I forget who's in it, but... You know. Have you seen this, the movie? Oh! Or are you just aware of the... I've never seen it. Yeah. I, I, I got you a copy of this because I accidentally ordered one and I forgot I already had it. But pause here. You need to see the, the trailer for this film. Pausing. All right, we're back. We watched the trailer for the last movie, which... Well, it's Druggy Dennis Hopper. Druggy Dennis Hopper. You know, it's what it is. It's like a whole 70s category on its own. Yep. <clears throat> Start with Easy Rider. I mean, which is, I think, like, 69, but then go. Well, yeah, and it can take it right up to 79. Yeah. Um, finish up with Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. You've got yourself a whole decade that Dennis Hopper does not remember. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Likely. Not at all. Um, oh, and while we were looking up that trailer, it reminded me, because one of the things that had been in my last searches... Because I was pissed because I was going to lead off uh, my 70s month uh, with Andromeda Strain, which is how I landed on Capricorn 1 because it was the closest thing to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So sure enough, what leaves Tubi on May 1st? The Andromeda Strain. So I was looking, I was, my last resort was to go to, uh, go find a bootleg on YouTube. Uh, There isn't one, but there was one for another... I see you got straight time on there. I'm very excited list. that you have that on there. Oh, yeah, that had someone in it who. That's Dustin Hoffman. In it. Or maybe not. Uh, someone in yeah. it that I was trying that's, to rack. That's that based was... on a book by Eddie Bunker, who was Mr. Blue in Reservoir Dogs. So he had another oh, Tarantino like okay. childhood love coming into movies. And Killing of Chinese Bookie with Ben Gazzara. Love uh, that film. What was the oh, other bring one? me the head of Alfredo Garcia. That's one I can't find it anywhere right now. I think it's streaming. Is it? Or maybe not. Why did I put it on my list then? It doesn't matter. Oh, I put it on the list because it's Peck and Paw. Um, yeah, it's probably not streaming. Um, so I had looked up a couple things. Uh, and man, it's not on, I, I can never find things on these lists. <laughs> um, that weren't available streaming anywhere. One of which was, uh, have you ever heard of Sleuth? No, oh, yeah, with uh, with with Elliot Gould and yeah. and um, um, Lawrence Olivier. Yeah, I noticed you also have um, scroll down one. Upper roll. down. 
There we go. California Split, another yes. really cool film. That one is that one is streaming. That's on. Yeah, that was on Criterion for a while. Uh, I'm not seeing it on here, but it doesn't matter. So anyway, Sleuth. I've never seen it, but it's another one of those. I'm like, yeah, I gotta watch that. Um, not available anywhere. Not uh, streaming anywhere. Can't even buy it on streaming services. Well, why would you want to? Um, there is a version on YouTube, oh. and I was like, oh, I'll just watch it on YouTube. It's in 240. <laughs> I tried. You sons of bitches. I couldn't do it. So That's like a bad VHS rep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, yeah. So, I'm sorry, Michael Caine. I said Elliot Gould. I have Elliot Gould on the brain. Uh, oh, well, I wouldn't you? I mean, it's... <laughs> I should have immediately noticed the, the mistake because I've seen like the first 10 minutes of this movie. It is very British. <laughs> very British. Um, so it's Michael Caine and Lawrence Olivier. I couldn't do it, so I went on eBay and found a DVD. Nice. <laughs> so I have that DVD coming. And I also... Oh, the thing that made me think Elliot Gould was another one that I ordered um, because I couldn't find it streaming anywhere and we had talked about it last week, was Silent Partner. So I, I've ordered the Blu-ray to Silent Par Partner and the DVD to Sleuth because Sleuth is not available in Blu-ray. Yeah, Silent Partner, that was the one that well, I was like, that's a Kino film. Yes. I could just tell from the cover. Yeah. Um, so I have... Yeah, what do I have coming? I ordered a couple things off Amazon too this week. <laughs> what uh, else did I order? Yeah, so there's... Oh shit, where did it go? There it is. So that's the, it's a used copy, it's somebody's used copy on yeah. eBay, but. Yeah, Kino Lorber, another studio that does not put much attention into the labels for the DVDs. Mm. They all look the fucking same. What did I order? Oh yeah, I ordered, I ordered Straight Time and Rolling Thunder. Rolling Thunder, I saw. Because that's another one somewhere. that's like a huge. That's like one of Tarantino's favorite films of all time. So much. I mean, he named his production company like Rolling Thunder Presents. Really? Yeah. Uh. Oh, and then I ordered a. Uh. Uh. You might want to borrow this. Too. I ordered a Region B copy of The Panic in Needle Park. Yeah. Which was like one of Pacino's first films. Uh, I knew it. Yeah, Rolling Thunder's on my Tubi list. Yeah, that it's film's on Tubi apparently right now. awesome. Never seen it. Always one I've wanted to watch. I've always liked William Devane, though, whenever he shows up and shit. Yeah, uh, I'll put it on the 70s list so I'll know to watch it. But it, it's already on It's on my Tubi list. Because i that's another great thing about Tubi. I mean, all streaming services do this pretty well. But, like, as soon as you've watched, all of my recommendations are 70s and Korean. <laughs> it's pretty fun <laughs> on Tubi. Because, like, that's where... You find them. That's where the weird shit... Not weird, but, like, more obscure shit yeah. is... Um, is on Tubi, and I hope that never changes. No, people people are now at the point where they like Tubi more than they like Netflix. I because you find a much I'm, wider variety. I'm of films. more likely to yeah. watch. I bet I've watched more on Tubi in the last year than Netflix. I mean, I could. Find I just that wish there was a way anywhere. to get rid of Tubi ads. Like I would pay for Tubi. Just get rid of the fucking ads. For me, the ads add to the charm of Tubi <laughs> because usually the shit that I'm watching on Tubi True. is like. Rolling Thunder. <laughs> so, like, the ads are just kind of giving you that nostalgic. I yeah. was watching this in 1983 uh, on Saturday yeah. on fucking ABC or whatever. And it took four hours to watch a... However long this movie is, because I can. it's not even fucking on the, the web version. I don't know. However long that 99-minute mo movie, it takes like three hours to watch it. Um, 
Did you have other things that you had on the way, or was that... No, those are the only two I had on the way. Or three I had on the way. Nice. I say... No, I, I, I say that. I'm like, no, I know I've got one other thing. I had... I can't remember. I had uh, too much shit online. Well, I had also... And I, I should have waited, because since I have... I put, like, these on my watch list, I've gotten offers to... Uh, yeah, what was my umbrella order? I can't even remember what I got. Oh, Little Murders. Have you heard of Little Murders? Yes. Um, yeah, that's another Elliot Gould. That's Indicator. That's the people that put out the... This one didn't have... Oh, it closes today. Good. Uh, this one didn't have any buy it now. It just has a, uh, a yeah. bid. So I was going to bid on it later. Because that's also... I think there's... There might be a version of this on, on YouTube, but it's the same yeah, as... Yeah, no, Slow that's... It's, it's Indicator. They put out those... They put out good discs. Uh... Right now, it'll probably it'll probably go for 10, 15 bucks by the by the time she's done. Uh, the other one was Bustin. Bustin. Uh, have you heard of Bustin? Yeah, only because I've seen it on the Kino Lerber website. Yeah. I've never actually. I don't know much about the movie, but oh my god, it went for twelve dollars. That's crazy. I'm not paying. I'm not paying over ten. Fucking Robert Blake. That's right. <laughs> it does have Elliot Gould though. Anyway, uh, do we have anything else? Nope. Alright, well, we'll so. uh, are we planning on next week? Are we planning on back-to-back? -back yeah, I think we could do it. Okay. Alright, so we'll be back in a week with more uh, 70s goodness. And hopefully less uh, washing machine and flat-out eating snacks. <laughs> Although, there's nothing really wrong with that. Those Kit Kats are pretty good. Although, now my teeth and stomach kind of hurt. <laughs> okay, see ya.